Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is Sam Dillon, your Tome Editor, and the DM of the D&D Brief Podcast. D&D Brief is now going to be hosted on the Tome Show Network. To find back episodes, search under the Actual Play tab at thetomeshow.com. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to D&D Brief Session 9. And I am Sam Dillon, your GM slash DM, and I am here with Matthew. Say hello. Hello. Also, tell us about your character, what level, what race, what uh, class. I am playing Konos, uh, Konos Lindath, a fourth level sea elf warlock, a great old one. Excellent. And I'm also here with David. Hi. Um, I'm playing Axley Tilling Quest, a... Fourth? Are we fourth level now? I think fourth. Yes. yes. Fourth yep. level. <laughs> fourth level bard halfling. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> and I'm also here with Nina. Hello. Um, I play Emran Ornestia. Uh, she's a human fourth level cleric. Storm cleric. Excellent. And last but not least, I am here with Karu. Hello. I'm Karu. I'm playing Marcel Duran. They are a Lutrinian sorcerer, not of the wild magic sort, just storm. <laughs> not wild, just stormy. Okay. It's just stormy. <laughs> All right. Excellent. And it has been a while, but does someone want to do a quick recap of what happened last time? Everything went great. Nothing bad has ever happened. <laughs> we didn't decide to get on a pirate ship. <laughs> With half the party. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done it yet. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, we we <laughs> were that, in that, the process of it, yeah. Yeah, that, that idea is still about to happen. <laughs> uh, we did a lot of investigating last session. We learned, did, yeah. We learned a lot about um, some old tales about... We found out who Ian Tarsus was. Um <laughs> We met Ograth's assistant, um, drilled him on what information he had on the swan tail, which is the red flag with the shark tooth ship, uh, decided to go. I don't know if before that, I think it was mainly us trying to figure out what we were going to do, how we were going to get to um, where we wanted to go, which I'm forgetting, Calport? Yep. Yes, Calport. And then we decided to go investigate this ship, and um, Axley and Konos decided to go invisibly up onto the ship while Emerin and Marcel wait on the docks to see if everything goes to shit. <laughs> <laughs> we mean if. <laughs> when, more, when. more when and, 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 and back at the tavern they're singing that that old that old classic song don't you know you never split the party <laughs> and uh and something else happened on the dock though right uh you when when you got down there by the ship what happened uh well we realized that this was the ship that had attacked uh marcel when, before they made their arrival here if i remember right mm-hmm. yes I had warned you guys about the captain of that ship having, um, was it an arm? Crab arm? Yeah. Oh. And, 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 
Yeah. yeah. One hand was like, like a crab claw. And blue goblins. And, and blue goblins. Yeah. And then you okay. guys got on the ship and saw that it had the same symbol that we've been seeing everywhere yeah. painted yeah. on the floor. But and also, then you saw a guy with a crab's claw. That's right. But also, um, um, Otto went crazy, right? Otto, yeah. Otto got really yeah, active. A little, a little, a little unexpected, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and your and Konos's coral started mm-hmm. going hot, hot to cold. So yeah, there was a like, uh, like some, hot, hot to get on the ship, and then it was hard. Yeah, no, it it just seemed like there was a lot all of a sudden triggering. People. All our alarms are going on. Yeah, a lot, lot of alarm <laughs> bells, red flags, and yet still you got onto the ship. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so the very last thing that happened, anything to add before we carry on? No? Okay. The very last thing that happened was uh, Axley and Konos got onto the ship. Axley, I think, was invisible. Is that correct? And Konos, you're just hiding, or what was? I uh, know we. I think we both cast invisibility on we're ourselves. Both invisibility. Okay. Yep. So you're both invisible, and remember, someone walked out, uh, and they were sort of doing their rounds or something. And as they walked by, they didn't give any kind of indication that they saw you, but they went a few feet beyond you, and then they stopped and they made these very loud sniffing noises. Yeah. Did I forget to put my deodorant on in the morning? <laughs> Uh, well, you don't, you're not sure, but I mean, you you don't know, but apparently, uh, but the 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 person it was it was a human male, he sort of stopped and sniffed, sort of turned his head, and then didn't see anything, so he kind of shrugged it off and kept walking. Uh, but that was a moment of oh crap, there are people on this ship because previous to this you had not they've covered everything right remember the 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 actual name of the ship is covered the masthead has been taken off or covered so that the true masthead of of the ship you know right jutting out from the bowsprit is not is not visible um so obviously they are they are hiding their actual identities or at least the actual identity of the ship Marcel is pretty sure that they know that this is the ship that that attacked theirs. And then you climb onto the ship and you see this huge eye painted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, to be fair, we did sort of I think we sort of made like a bit of a plan that like, you know, if something goes wrong, I was going to like use prestidigitation, like send up fireworks or something like that as a sign that, oh, we're in trouble. Okay. <laughs> what would you like to do? So let me give you a description of what you see. Um, you're standing uh, sort of in the middle of of the main deck of a ship. There is a foredeck and there is an aft deck. The foredeck and the aft deck are both uh, several steps up. Uh, the person who passed you took a few steps and, and is now on the aft deck sort of looking around um you also can see you see um doors into sort of forward cabins those are to your left and um you can see stairs leading down uh to a lower cabin uh 
just to the sort of to the in the middle of the ship. So there there's a door leading to an aft cabin, and then there's like a little passageway that you see as stairs down. Well, that's definitely where I'm going to go. You're going to go down. Yeah. Okay. Cool. As the so as the well, here's the here's going to be a fun thing. We can't see each other. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Now I can. <laughs> I can at least use my. I can use my. I can sort of get around this by using my telepathy to at least communicate with Axley a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can at least sort of talk to each other as long as we're close, but not being able to see each other is really fun. Going to be really fun. So I'm gonna. So um, I I will say that you could have spent three minutes before you got on the ship making a plan. Okay. Like so, like for where to go, you know, presuming nobody sort of stops you right away. Right. So I think we were told like the, the Marcel sword was, I think either in the captain's cabin or the captain was carrying it themselves is, is kind of the, is what we got last time. Yeah. I think yeah, it so was my, inside. Yeah. I, yeah I, mean, I, I think we need to go into as far into the ship as we can to see what they're hiding and who's on it and what's going on. And then that's going to take some exploration of the depths of the ship. So um, that's yeah. why I'd be hiding, heading for any stairs that go down into the hold area, the cabin, captain's cabin area. Yeah, I think that uh, that that aft doorway, kind of leading down, is probably going to be the first place to go. And as and I was and as the uh, the person walking on the deck has been walking along, I'm I want to like keep a keen eye and ear out, just watch where he steps and listen for like any kind of creaking floorboard, creaking you know deck boards or anything like that that would okay would make noise. So I want to be as try to be as quiet as possible with this. Okay. Speaking of that, why don't both of you give me a uh, a stealth check for the sound so not for not for being visible but for the sound that you might be making natural 20 excellent uh, 15 plus 6 so 21 excellent okay I'm a 25 total nice um okay so uh are you both going to go downstairs or is are, is one of you going to stay you know, on the main deck so that you can. I don't think we planned that far. <laughs> I think we do. I think, okay. I think it's going to be very difficult to try to coordinate our actions when we're both being invisible and quiet. <laughs> okay. So, you, so, so, okay. So then I, I will ask you individually then. So actually, what are you doing after that gentleman yeah, passed? Make, yeah. I want to make my way to the stairs and go down. Okay. And Konos, you, you, you're, ta- you're keeping an eye on that person. Yeah, but I would want to move in the same direction as Axley as well. Okay, sure. You see that the person gets up on the uh, the aft deck, and uh, he's obviously like he's he's making rounds because he's he you know he's he's making you know guard rounds. He's he's securing things and making sure no one's on deck, obviously, and uh, that nothing is out of place and nothing is being disturbed. And he's he's spending a few minutes up on that aft deck. So you can easily make it over to the stairs that go down. Okay. So both of you um, go down the stairs, and you find yourself in a... Um, in a, a level of the ship that you would probably... Uh, probably both of you would know that this would be called the firing deck because you've, you've been around, you know, ships and whatnot for long enough. But basically uh, this room, this whole deck, this entire deck, it, it has uh, 
it has openings in it with with little shutters like shutter like doors that you can swing open and there are massive ballistas pointing out so that you could open the shutters and then shoot ballistas out and so there are six enormous ballistas three on each side uh one three on the starboard side three facing the port side and so you could you know obviously if they are in battle they could swing those doors open and they could shoot Mm -hmm. at a ship uh they're open or they're all closed no they're all closed everything is battened down um but you could see that this is obviously a ship that is for aggressive action. Okay. There are there's a stairway down. It's a very narrow stairway down to another deck. There's also two doors that lead to a a room uh, toward the bow, and then there's a door that leads to a room towards the aft of the ship, or towards okay. the back of the ship, the stern. I want to go over to one of those shutters. That, uh, to, you know the, the ballista shutters that's mm-hmm. on the outside of the ship, not the dock side, but the outside of the ship. Okay. And unlatch it. Okay. So that way I can. If, I know that one's unlatched, so if I hit that one at a run, I can. Ah. Okay. Bail out of the okay. Ship. Okay. Oh. All right. And then I want to try to go down again. Okay. Konos, what are you doing? You uh, you hear you hear one of the latches being fiddled with okay do i but i don't see anybody else in the room then do nope. i okay no. i'm i'll just mentally think actually is that you doing that do i hear him yeah he's he's telepathically speaking oh, directly oh, into oh. your mind okay oh, perfect <laughs> I, I say yeah that's me i unlatched this one so it's an exit if we need it good good idea all right um what do you want to keep heading to the back of the ship or where do we want to go from here yeah, let's do it. In the back of the ship is generally where the captain's cabin would be, right? Yeah, but the hold would be down below. So your choice is you can go down the stairs or you can try to see if these doors are locked. Uh, can I just quick listen at, listen at each of the doors and see if I hear anybody walking around or moving around behind them? Sure. You want to give me an investigation check or perception, I suppose. Okay, perception fine. Um, you do not hear anything you hear the creaking of the ship as it rocks gently in the water okay all right i'm gonna i'm gonna in the telepathic voice i'm gonna Sing song, a little dirty limerick of inspiration, and give uh, an inspiration, bardic inspiration guy. <laughs> okay. A little dirty limerick. I want to hear yes. it now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think that quickly on repeat. <laughs> uh, so, what would you like to do? You want to check the doors uh, to this back room? Yeah, if with one, if the if listening at the two on this level is isn't, I'm not hearing anything. Then yeah, it would keep moving uh, aft and back and down. Yeah. Okay. So just to be clear, not down the stairs, but back to looking at one of these doors. No. So we would. I, no. I mean. So. So there's, there's a there's a stairway that lead that's leading down further aft to another deck. Yes. Correct. That's what I want to go for. Okay. And actually, are you going to go down, or are you going to check the doors on this level? Yeah, I want to go down. Okay. So both of you go down, and uh, you 
go down the stairs. It's it's now a very you know every level that you've gone down the stairs have gotten narrower. So now you're in this very narrow area. Uh, but the room is brightly lit. It spans the entire, almost the entire length of the ship. And the reason it's brightly lit is because there are torches every few feet uh, hung in sconces on the walls and hanging from the, the, the support beams in this room are these strange um, it seems like uh, oozy, fluidy, translucent sacks of blue stuff. And under each of them, they're hanging from from the sort of rafters. This the deck isn't very uh, the, this this floor of the ship. This this deck is not very tall. I mean, it's still you know eight feet tall, but it's not you know ten or twelve feet tall. And hanging from the rafters about two or three feet apart all the way down on each side near the near the sides of the ship are these weird sort of congealed masses of this almost translucent blue material sort of hanging almost like a they're about the size of a large bowling ball and it's almost like um like almost like a transparent skin that's holding this weird sort of translucent ball and they're dripping a little bit and under each of them is this very small bucket and then next to each of them sticking out of the wall there's a little sconce that's holding a very sort of small torch but the torches are lit and they're that they're creating enough light for you to see everything in the room but they're also obviously close to these items and then in the middle of this deck are several crates and boxes, a couple of barrels, and um, one really very large metal barrel, like three times the size, four times the size of a regular barrel. And then there are two doors leading to rooms in the back of the ship, in the back of this hold. And then there is a door uh, leading to the front. And then all along, about every two or three feet, so that there's about ten of them on each side of the ship, are these weird bowling ball size hanging things. And so that's the primary use for the hold, is they're trying to, it seems like they're, it's favoring those strange hanging things versus storing... Well, it is, but in that means that since that stuff is hanging there, you know, normally you would want to probably uh, arrange your your stored goods in the hold so that yeah. their the weight is distributed evenly and so you would have them against each wall and whatnot but in this case they've moved everything to the center so all of the boxes and everything are all in the center there's a ton of crates in there and there's several barrels uh some of them stamped with different words and some of them not and then there are a few couple of boxes in each corner and then there's then there's these things hanging on each side of the hold and then there's two doors in the back leading to what's probably two separate rooms. And then there's a door leading to a front room. Can I take a closer look at one of the hanging blue sacks and just kind of get a closer look at it and see like what's inside of it? Sure. Uh, do you have night vision? Uh, I've got, I believe I have dark vision. Uh, I mean, it's light in here, so it doesn't make that much of a difference right now, but I do. I was just curious. Okay. Um, so this, 
this you get closer to one of these little hanging sack things and it looks um like an egg it looks if you've ever seen like a like a salamander egg or a frog egg they're kind of clear and translucent transparent almost um a little bit cloudy inside with something living inside kind of slightly moving around pulsating a little bit because it's alive and the heart is beating um, and what it's hanging from uh, is this weird sort of sticky jelly-like substance that's that's sort of hanging down, and there's a, a bowling ball-shaped kind of egg in each one. And as you look at it, you see that the the thing in it is moving around. It's it's moving around and shifting, and yeah. Can I tell like what it is or what kind of creature it might be just from looking at it like this? Uh, you're looking at one side. If you would like to sort of walk around and look at the entirety of it and try to yeah. sort of see above and below it and all that, is that do you want to inspect it that yeah. much? Yeah, it's kind of walk around it. Okay. What was your what was your perception roll? Uh, it was a thirteen, I believe. Okay. Uh, as you, well, so before we do this, uh, actually, what are you doing? Uh, I want to go check out the big metal barrel. Okay. Uh, this is a humongous metal barrel. It seems like the walls of it are relatively thin. If you knock on it, it sounds, I mean, if you just barely tap on it, it doesn't sound hollow. It sounds like there's something in it. Um, but it doesn't feel super heavy. Like it's not this giant steel barrel. It's more like a very thin skinned metal barrel. And it's made of several different panels and all the panels are riveted together. And you could tell that um, it's got some pretty nice workmanship, but, uh, it looks just like a enormous barrel, but you don't see any, you don't see any, um, the sort of spigots, you know, in normal barrels will have an opening for you mm-hmm. to open it up and fill it a- at the top. And then there would also be like an area for a spigot so that you could actually drain some things out of it. Um, do you want to give me a perception check if you want to look sure. further for, for, for more details? 17 natural and then let's see. okay uh, as you're sort of feeling around it you do um, see uh, you see sort of a uh, almost a small very tiny hidden button uh, on the lower left hand side sort of under the where it's it's on a like almost a barrel stand and sort of right under that very very hard to see but and you barely felt it in fact you went over the whole thing twice and you didn't feel it the first time the second time you felt this little button you have a feeling that if you push it something might change uh so konos as you're sort of looking around you have no idea where actually is but as you're looking around you're sort of you're trying to look at this thing and as you're sort of moving your face around and kind of getting closer and you you're breathing sort of normally because you're trying not to hold your breath and then accidentally make more noise and as you breathe as you breathe on one area of it it sort of clouds up and then the whatever's inside sort of moves faster and it turns and you see turning towards you the face of a goblin and it's got very uh, blue skin and its eyes are open and you could see that its mouth is kind of halfway open and it, you can see the little goblin teeth and it's, it's, it's sort of, it moved as you breathed on it. 
but it doesn't i mean you could see the eyes are open but it's not like it's looking at you you know it's it's more like uh you, because you breathed on it it triggered it to sort of shift into that position right and so that's what it did but it's definitely it's a goblin mama. it's definitely a goblin face yeah. is this the size of like a normal a normal goblin or like a baby one or it's it's probably the size of a, a young, young goblin. So this would maybe be, I wouldn't say baby, like a little helpless crying baby, but I mean, it's not a full-size goblin of any, any goblin that you've ever seen, for sure. Okay, I'm just going to carefully back away from that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Axley, what are you doing? Oh, oh so tempting. <laughs> <laughs> My, my my invisible fingers hovering right above the button. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say telepathically. This strange large barrel. It seems like it's full of something, but not quite. It's not quite solid. And there's a hidden button on the side. I'm not quite ready to push it. But I, he I'm says, "Push it, to... push it." To be fair, I don't hear. I, I don't know if I hear that or not. But there, there is a big part of me out of character that one, just wants you to push that so badly because yeah. <laughs> I, I think I know what this is. Um, and, I, and if I'm right, I will be so excited. Um, but uh, I, in character, I guess I would think. Uh, let's. Uh, I mean, in, if you want to, but I think we may want to just kind of. Can be very careful about whatever we touch in here. Explore a little bit more first yeah. before we do something that might cause us to have to retreat okay. quickly. Right, because like, like, yeah, we, we get like probably one one chance for something like that, and then we had and then we got a bolt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there are doors in the, the in this large room exiting at the front and back. There are two doors in the back, and they're both sort of uh, on the side. So it, it's it seems like there's probably two rooms back there. Because there's a door on kind of each side, so you could imagine there's probably a separating wall. I mean, you don't really know, but that's what you're imagining just based on your knowledge of ship construction. There's also a door in the front, so there's probably three rooms, three other rooms in this area. Plus, there's all the boxes and everything in the middle. I hope whatever laid those eggs isn't on board. I'll tell him, you know, it's it's their, their goblins. <laughs> so. Do goblins lay eggs? As far as I know, goblins don't... Hatch eggs. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard of anything like that. But I'm sure they did not make a very good omelet. Uh, it depends yeah. on how long you want to sit and think about that. I mean, you can roll a history check if you really want to think about it, or you can move on and think about it later. I'll, I'll move on right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Quiet contemplation. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I was thinking about picking one, trying maybe picking one of those up and taking it with us. But when you said, oh, there's something living inside, I'm like, nope, leaving it there. <laughs> Do not want to disturb the nest. Well, those uh, fortunes seem to be keeping them warm. Like, you know, I, I saw a farmer once that had a chicken killed. He used a candle to keep the egg warm so that he could hatch it. Okay. Yeah, and then like what and they're collecting something from these like in the buckets below. So there's 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 definitely seems like a there's a process going on here with 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 whatever this is. I'm just I'm looking at the look on Nina's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emerin and I are just <laughs> So, right, let's, let's actually let, let's before we move on, uh, Imran and Marcel. What are you doing on the on the dock there, waiting 
ever so patiently. It's been about uh, five, ten minutes now almost. I was going to say, I think uh, Marcel and I agreed that we would send messages to them every couple of minutes to make sure they were okay. Yeah, Um, we did. So I think probably that, as long as a lot of pacing and just restlessness. (laughs) (laughs) How are you sending the messages? Remind me, please. Um, I have messaged the cantrip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So That's our, fine. like five minutes pass, I'll send a message to Axley being, is everything all right? Did I get the message? Yeah, you'll get the message. Is it, is it two-way communication? You can, I basically explained beforehand that you can reply in a whisper um, oh. and I'll, I'll hear what you say. Mm-hmm. It can't be okay. too long, but just, it doesn't have a limit. It just, yeah. It's like okay. a sentence or two, you know. Yeah. Okay. Enough to say we're in trouble, you know, get the guards or we're in trouble storm the ship or we're captured or we're jumping out the other side, you know, like there's enough or, for I that. I found a button but, I want to press yeah. it. Right, right. I found a button. I would like to press it. Come on board. <laughs> or, 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 or we've been captured. Start getting bail money together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. and I I will reply back. Um, uh, we're still hidden. Hold is is full of blue goblin egg babies. <laughs> oh God. That's not confusing. <laughs> I just I just repeat out loud so that Emerin can hear. I go, egg babies? <laughs> <laughs> and and then I send um the same message to uh Konos. Is everything all right on your end? <laughs> Doing, uh, I'll reply back. We're doing well so far. We're still together. Haven't been seen yet. It's a little weird in here. <laughs> a little. <laughs> I let Emran know what's going on, or at least what I've been told. Okay. Are there, as you've been going through the parts of the ship, have we been seeing any of the other like eye symbols that we were seeing on the deck? Yes, there is an eye symbol painted on every deck. And in fact, uh, if you look at the door, the door that is on the side closer to the dock, in the whole, the layer that you're at now, the hold, uh, the, the door that is in the back towards the dock actually has the eye symbol etched into it, not painted. Okay. Uh, actually, I think this is where we need to go. It looks important. The, o- the other door has a shield and a sword on it, like cro- like a uh, like a buckler shield, a circular shield, and then a sword uh, across the middle of it, like dr- like etched in. Yeah, that might be like an armory or something. So yeah, I'll listen to the I'll listen, I'll listen at the door with the eye etching on it. Okay, go ahead and roll me a perception. 17. Uh, you do not hear anything. Okay. Uh, so how would this door open? Um, sorry, I'm just... Uh... Uh, how would it open in terms of out or in, you mean? Yeah, would it open outwards or inwards? Is there a handle? A latch, it, would, or... it would open out. There is a handle. Okay. I will... All right, I'm going. I'll think to actually. I'm going to stand back a little bit. I'm going to try to open this door. I'm just going to you know to, to turn the handle and 
carefully pull, qu- try to carefully and quietly pull it yeah. open. He doesn't know which door you're at. Actually, which door would you like to go to? <laughs> well, I guess I'll just wait to see which one opens. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the eye on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is locked. Mm, okay. I see. I think it's locked. Uh, do, we have any, do you have anything that could get this open? That's where the valuable stuff is, then. Um, I don't think I have a, a lockpicking skill. Do you have uh, thieves tools? That, um... No. Any kind of spell that would open it? Neither do I. No, I don't have anything. Okay. So then we need a key to get in here. Okay. I have a, have a hunt for them. Um, I'll, 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 let's try the, the door with the sword and shield on it and see if I can get that one open. Okay. Uh... Yes, it is unlocked. Okay. I'll quietly open that. Okay, you open that door, and it's a relatively small room. It's only about, like, six by six. I mean, barely the two of you could fit in there if you could see each other. And along each of the walls, it's roughly rectangular. I mean, so I guess it's more like six by nine, maybe. Um, there are racks lining each wall with various different uh, items hanging on them. Let me describe a couple of the items that are hanging on them, okay? Uh, There is a... I've got to go to my list and figure out which ones were in that armory. Uh, There is a sword that actually matches the description of what Marcel had talked about with their captain's sword. Uh, It's like a, uh, it's almost a like ceremonial long sword rapier type specialized weapon. It has a gleaming gold handle with a couple of inset gems and it, looks reminiscent or at least like it might match what Marcel had described. You're, you can't be sure because you've never seen the, the sword that Marcel described. There are two sets of um, shackles that have uh, weird symbols etched into them hanging on one of the pegs or on two of the pegs. There are various uh, sort of what you would consider very mundane-looking short swords and shields. Um, There are two oddly uh, shaped... They're sort of rounded contraption, but they look like they're made of bands of metal, and the metal has things etched into them that catches your eye. There is a javelin on one of the racks that has a symbol of a lightning bolt etched into it. There is uh, a, a another sword that is in a hilt that looks uh, quite a bit more polished and more well cared for slash uh, made higher quality, made of higher quality than what you would consider the mundane items there. There is a suit of studded leather armor 
that is folded up and and hanging on uh, hanging slightly from one of the hooks. There is uh, another sword that looks like it is not of the mundane variety. There is a club-like mace-type weapon hanging, and it has a starburst and three waves etched into it. Um, uh, when, the, you're, when you're invisible and you, you pick something like this up, mm-hmm. does it turn invisible? I was, I was, I was going to ask that too, yeah. Yes, technically it does. and Because anything that you have with you becomes invisible, it, it gains your property of invisibility, and then if you drop it, it immediately becomes not invisible oh. anymore. Okay. Um, okay. There's also a robe hanging next to next to the suit of armor. There is a robe, and it has it looks like it has embroidered a bunch of eyes in it, but not eyes like the symbol of the eye, just like eyeballs of uh, many different types of creatures embroidered into it. Um, let me see. There is also a staff that looks like it has a lightning bolt symbol on it. And there is a trident that looks like it is made of coral. And in fact, Konos, it looks like it is made of an odd blue-hued coral. Okay. Uh, Let's get inside the room and shut the door behind us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wanna, I'm ready to clean this room out. Uh, I got the ship. That's a lot of stuff. And this is, take this is the unlocked room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How long does it take to take off armor and put on a new set of armor? Uh, several minutes minimum. Yeah. It takes you, it takes a couple of minutes to doff your armor, so to take it off, to don your armor, it takes a minimum not, five minutes. You're not wearing armor. Uh, that's right. We, we yeah. I think we did oh, that. That's right. we, we, did, right. we did that before we uh, mm-hmm. before we got on here, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If you do put on armor, you lose the mage armor, though. Okay. Just noting that. Got it. All right. I say I say we we take some a moment to pick stuff to take and. Uh, and get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is what we're coming for. So, um, God, oh, it's, well, we know that sword's going. So, oh yeah. I, I, mean, I, I like, st- is the studded leather? Does it does it uh, fit me? Will it fit a halfling? Uh, it, it looks medium sized, but you know, if it is magical, magical armor will conform to the wear size of the wearer. I I'll, I'll think that actually I could try to tell if stuff in here is magical, but then I would. When, then I would be visible again. So, right. Yeah, so like whatever, like yeah, like pick one or two things you really like, and then we 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 inspect it later. But it's like, but it's like as, as much as I'd love to just do snatch and grab at Fantasy Costco here because everything looks good. <laughs> um, yeah, the sword for sure. The trident uh, I would the, want to pick the up. The first sword that you suspect was Marcel's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the trident. Keep in mind, anything you we could go back up a level and throw it out the window, and you and Marcel are expert swimmers. You could go retrieve it very easily from the bottom uh, of the. That is true, yeah. But I'm just thinking the more the more back and forth we do, the more like we somebody somebody runs into us. So um, I would I would want to just do this in one shot. So as, yeah, as I'm just saying, so you don't have to carry it all up to the top, the top of the deck. And, 
Right, because that's going to be loud and noisy too. Yeah. Um, so, is my has my coral been been, been reacting at all like the, like it previously was? The entire time, it's been going hot and cold. Okay, so I'd like to start try putting on the armor. Okay, uh, amazingly, you find this armor very easy to put on, and as you as you sort of fit the the, the pantaloons on they conform all of a sudden to your size. You, as you're putting them on, you're like, oh, these will never fit. You know, this is, this is a waste of time. And then as you're sort of fastening the, the belt area, it they conform immediately to your size. Also, a quick point of order, Emran's keeping a really sharp eye out for people yeah. coming, going, looking like they're going to board the ship or anything mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. Do you want to roll me a perception check? I really do. Um, that is, uh, 15. You actually see two halflings walking toward where you guys are, where the two of you are, where Imran and Marcel are. Um, they don't, I mean, they don't look, uh, let me put it this way. They're not dressed as, uh, as if they belong on a ship, they're sort of they they're dressed like townsfolk, and they're like they're taking a stroll along the dock. But they are walking toward you, like with direct intent to like, or just kind of passing, uh, moseying. It looks like. Okay. Um, I'm just kind of not making eye contact and. Uh, kind of turning my back on them and having like looking like I'm having a conversation with Marcel. Okay. And just kind of point that out. Hey, there's two people kind of walking this way. Okay. <clears throat> um, I will make sure I don't look like I'm crouching and hiding behind a <laughs> barrel sticking and sticking looks at a ship. <laughs> okay. Instead, just stand there and like um Looking at uh, Emrin. Okay. So, and just start going like, so you think you think we have everything we need for the the, the, the trip on on board? I think we have a few more things to stock up on, and we just keep. <laughs> okay, ba- bantering back and forth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Eventually, getting into a heated argument over actually whether or not we're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we should get more food. I think we're fine on food. I can make you food. <laughs> uh, the the halflings are still walking in your general direction. Uh, actually, what are you doing? You now have a um, suit of armor are, on. Are the are the nice swords that you described two nice swords? Do either of them have a belt? Are they on a belt? They are. They both have hilts, and you can fasten them to your to your belt as you see fit, or okay. to your backpack if you have one on. All right, I'll I'll fasten it to my belt, and thinking of Emerin, I'll grab the mace and I'll say, "Okay, I'm I'm good. Let's get the hell out of here." Okay. Uh, while while Axley's been putting on the armor, I'll I Konos, I would slip on the robe with the eyes on it. Okay. And then I would want to grab the sword, the trident. Sorry, the the sword that we think is Marcel's sword, the trident, and the javelin. If I can carry all of that. I thought I thought actually grabbed the sword that was. So there's there's the sword. there's a there's a sword oh, I, I that a sword. yeah there's a sword that looked like it came from uh, that Marcel described. There then there was another sword 
actually two more swords. One of them looks quite ominous, has like a skull on it, like a skull design on it. And one of them has like, um, uh, like almost like not tying symbols on it etched into the hilt. Okay. I'll, I'll take the not tying one. Okay. Okay. I would just, yeah, then I would take uh, the one that we think is Marcel's okay. and then, yeah, the trident and the javelin and the robe. Okay. If, when, I, uh, if I can carry all this. Yeah, when you put that robe on, all of a sudden you can see in all directions. Whoa. <laughs> it's like you, you see out of every eyeball on that robe. <laughs> so you're oh, seeing, wow. and not only do you see in all directions on the ship, you actually are, are also catching glimpses and uh, images from something happening in a far off place that you can't even see every once in a while when you turn suddenly you see like this flash of image in your mind of something happening uh in this sort of uh it's almost like um it's almost like you're looking through a fog and you're seeing something but you're not really understanding what's happening and then it and then it goes away it's only you know a couple of seconds split second Okay. Am I like being disoriented by suddenly being able to see in 20 directions at once or? No, uh, it's almost as if you just suddenly have the sensory awareness of, of having eyes in the back of your head, but also in the back of your legs, in the back of your back, in, <laughs> okay. in your Bye arms, it, it, but it just feels like natural. It's all, it's like your brain suddenly can perceive that and as if it was ready for it almost. Okay, then yeah, I, let's let's grab what we can and let's go. Okay. And yes, we can push the button on the way back. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask permission. <laughs> There's a button okay. that needs the pushing. <laughs> okay, so let me just make sure I got this straight, just in case you don't go back to get anything else. Kono grabbed the sword that that he thinks was Marcel's captain's. Mm-hmm. Also, the javelin. And the robe with eyeballs on it. Yep. And the trident. Yes. And Axley grabbed the other sword with the sort of rope design on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mace that had the yeah. starburst and the three waves on it. Yeah. And the armor that he already put on. Yes. Do you want, do you want to grab anything else? You could probably grab one more thing. Uh, what what else was there? Uh, so there is also a, a a two weird round things made of iron bands oh, with symbols on right. them. Yes. Uh, another true. sword with a skull on it. Uh, another sta- a staff that had like a lightning bolt on it. Yeah, I want the ring things. The, okay. Like the symbols. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Lightning bolt staff, dime a dozen. Who wants that? <laughs> I want the I want the, the decoder the decoder rings. <laughs> decoder rings. Um, okay. So now now you can. What would you like to do? You're gonna go out and press that button. Oh yeah, I say, I say uh, hey Konosuka, I recommend you get a head start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's make make our way back to the the exit we made for ourselves, since we're gonna pass through there on the way back. 
but I would want to stick around and see what this thing does. Thing, thing oh, is gonna, okay. Is gonna right, if you're too, waiting, so. well, at least yeah, get up by the exit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> Three, two, one. Okay. So is half. is Konos like up the stairs or on the same level? Um, as the room with the barrel. Yeah. I'll be in the same, I'll be, I'll stay in the same room, but I'll be, you know, near the stairs and near the exit, just being ready to move out in case something bad happens. Okay. Uh, Axe, are you guys telling uh, Marcel and Emerin what you're doing? Are we still in contact? Well, you can. I, I thought it wasn't active all the time. It is, well, but I am. But, you know, Marcel is checking in with minutes, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how long it's been since the last communication, but I feel like it's probably been five minutes because mm-hmm. it probably took you that long to put <laughs> all that stuff up, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'd probably be checking in and going like, so is everything still okay? So far, no hostility. We're making our way back up secretly, but the world may explode in one second. <laughs> 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 oh boy, that's always lovely to hear. Stupid. <laughs> we've, already, we've already crossed that line <laughs> we're, we're past we're way past that uh, so uh, okay actually you're going to press the button yeah okay you reach your hand under are you are you trying to like are you trying to like reach your hand under and stay far as far back as possible or you're just right up next to oh, it yeah. or what's your I mean I'm a halfling so I can't stay too far back well yeah okay uh, so you press the button and you hear a little little pop sound. Okay. And then when you look at the top of the barrel, a little hatch cover comes up. It opens up at the top. I think I just broke the freshness seal. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other sound? Okay. I'm, nope. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast my cantrip. Uh, prestidigitation and make a bunch of confetti and little sparklers fly out. <laughs> and open them. Oh boy! <laughs> okay. Invisible now. <laughs> All right. So okay, it's open. I, I think to Conus, the lid cracked a little bit. Can I, I, is it too tall for me to see inside? You would have to climb up it. It's big. Okay. Why not? Since since I can now see him because he casts prestidigitation, I'll go, I, I'll go up and give him a boost. Okay. Uh, you find yourself actually looking down into a, the interior of an odd contraption. It is roughly circular, um, inside, uh, and it go, it, it's hollowed out on the entire inside of the, of the contraption. And when you look down, you see, um, you see a panel with uh, 10 or 15 different levers on it. And you see that there are different spots for people to sit inside of, of the contraption. And also you see that on one of those spots where the chair is, there's a little, I wouldn't say little, uh, medium-sized chest, like treasure chest style chest sitting in is, one is of the it, chairs. Is it pretty roomy inside? Like it, how, how roomy is it inside? You could... It's uh, probably the size of slightly larger than a Volkswagen Beetle oh, wow. inside. 
<laughs> Matt is just so excited. Like, oh, I, have, I, have, I have always wanted to find one of these in a D and D game. <laughs> no, I'm gonna check out that chest. I'm gonna climb in. Okay. I'm I'm just keeping a lot a look and a listen out while he's doing okay. this. Uh, so it's a small, well, medium-sized chest. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not a humongous chest. It's it's probably you know a foot and a half by a foot. Mm-hmm. Has a rounded top. By the way, how did they get this barrel in here? Is it big enough? Is it too big to fit down the stairs? It's it's pretty large, yeah. Um, but you know that this is a, a regular ship, so they have you know in the middle of every in, ev- oh, in the middle yeah. of every deck, there's like grates that they can remove and yeah. bring and large things a, up. Use and a down. block and tackle the lower things. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. So is the chest locked? Uh, you haven't tried yet. Do you want to open oh, okay. it? Yeah, I'll try it. Okay. Uh, it is not locked. It does open. And inside. <laughs> Uh, so immediately you see, um, well, covering whatever else is in the chest are, uh, two pieces of cloth. They are roughly tannish in color, and they look like they're made of very fine silk kind of cloth. Okay, I'll move them. Okay. Uh, you see a small leather bag that obviously Mm -hmm. has something in it. And you see a another small box inside of this chest. I'm assuming you're not reaching in and grabbing anything. You're just looking no, from the outside. Uh, you also see, let's see, uh, uh, a belt that has what looks like a rather large belt buckle, although you can't see what kind of, if any, symbol is on it. Um, there is another, so there's two small boxes inside. There is a small wind, small little piece of metal that looks almost like a wind chime and a small cube with a bunch of, uh, arcane sigils on it. How big is this chest? It's about a foot and a half by a foot. It's a rectangle. It's probably only, a, all... it's only a foot tall. And these are all loose in the bottom of the chest? Yeah, they're kind of placed in there. You know, they all fit in. And then the two pieces of cloth were were covering them. Now, the two pieces of cloth, when you move them, you realize they're, they're bags. You recognize them immediately as bags of holding. Oh. Okay, so I guess, can I open one up and scoop everything into it? Sure, yeah. yeah. All right, I'll just do that. Okay. And then and, and put them both in my backpack. Okay. Um. All right, so I'm going to look at these levers. <laughs> There's more levers in here. <laughs> do, I mean, do, do I see, like, yeah, just looking around this room, like, do I see, like, any openings or anything that could, the, the, this, like, you mentioned, like, the grates in the floors or ceilings and stuff. Do I see any way that this thing could be moved in and out of here? Um, yeah, that's the, that seems to be the only way. There are, uh, there's a, a 10 foot by 10 foot grate in the ceiling. And then there, you also saw one in the ceiling of the hold above this one because you're now on the th- you're three floors down. Okay. All right. Okay. What buttons are you pushing? Yeah, what, what kind of levers and buttons are they? So these, um, so these levers, um, 
they are uh, all in a row, and they're um, you can obviously tell that you can move each of them up and down, and they're all in the sort of middle neutral position, every single one of them. None of them seem to have any, like there's no lights on in here. You're kind of in the dark other than the light that's shining in from above you where the hatch is open. Uh, there's nothing obviously glowing in here. There's there's no, there's nothing basically. So all you see is this row of uh, 10 or 15 levers. Actually, there's 10 and then there's five below that. So there's 15 total. But the row of 10 are all set in the neutral middle position. Okay. I'll pick the one in the middle and move it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I uh, pick one in the middle. Nothing happens. Okay, I'll move it down. <laughs> Nothing happens. I'll pick one of the end ones and move it up. Which one? So the, out of the ten, which one are uh, you? Uh, far left. Far left. Okay. Yeah. Where's Konos at? Um, I I would I would be by the barrel since I boosted him up to help him get in it. Okay. Although there's a niggling voice in the back of my mind thinking, <laughs> did I remember just thinking, did I remember to lock the, the close the armory door? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so um, meanwhile, let's put that on hold for a second. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, outside, the two halflings have gotten uh, up pretty close to where Marcel and Imran are. And uh, as they get closer, they stop. They slow down a little bit and they kind of stop their conversation. And then they continue walking slowly until they get uh, get up next to Imran. And one of them says, hello there. Hi. Mighty fine evening tonight, isn't it? It is. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm looking for a particular halfling, and I think he came in on a boat. Um, I can try to help you, but there's a lot of halflings that come in on, on boats. Um, what does this fellow look like? Well, uh, it's been a while since I've seen him. He's my cousin, but... Um, uh, uh, what's he look like? Well, he's a little runty kind of fellow, very short, um, likes to cook. Uh, uh, last time I saw him, he had a handlebar mustache and a goatee. Um, yes, uh, he, he likes to wear, uh, a, a cook's clothing. And so he often has, you know, cook spills and everything all over him. Have you seen him? Um... Are, are you talking about Axley? Axley, you do know him then. I, I do. Yes, um, that's exactly who I'm looking for. Have you seen him? Where is he? I believe he's staying at the Swimming Sword Cavern. Uh, have you checked there? I did. They said he was down by the dock. Oh, you must have passed him then. I think he went back there. Oh, uh, do you want to roll me a deception check? <laughs> uh, six. He says, hmm, yes, well, that's that's interesting. Uh, I did not see him, and uh, uh, I've been here for quite some time uh, walking along the docks here. Um, are you sure he's not, uh, say, on this ship right here? 
<laughs> Why would he be on that ship? Well, you know, my cousin's a sneaky little fellow, and sometimes he likes to go places and um, sabotage, you know, just a very jokey kind of fellow. I see. And what makes you think he would want to sabotage that ship in particular? Oh, I don't know. Uh, It's a large ship. It probably has something very valuable on it. Maybe. Dahmer. Dahmer's the name. And he puts out his hand to shake your hand. Dahmer? Dahmer. Dahmer Brittlespoon. Very nice to make your acquaintance. Uh, Axley, do you want to roll me a perception check? Perception check, okay. Yes, you opened one of the hatches on the outside of the ship, so it's possible you're hearing oh, this okay. conversation. Uh, seven plus four, so eleven. No, you don't hear it. Konos, do you want to roll me a perception check? Sure. Natural one. Uh, no, you don't hear it either. <laughs> <laughs> Dahmer Brittlespoon. So so tell me, Dahmer, um, what are, what are you? Why are you looking for Axley? Oh well, I haven't been in town very long, and I'm only going to be here for a couple of days. And I just wanted to meet and say hello. It's been a very long time since I've seen my cousin. Oh, cousins. Yes. Has Axley mentioned anything about his family? I don't think to anybody. No. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Odd. He's never mentioned you to us. Oh, he hasn't, huh? Well, that goes to show you how grateful he is. Uh, but anyway, well, uh, well, that's too bad. Uh, but you say he's staying at the Swimming Sword. I believe so. Yeah. And you're sure he's not on this here ship, and you're not going to leave when I walk away? Well, I'm not going anywhere. Um, and honestly, I, I would, I would not go near that ship to be fair, but um, I'm sure we can let Axley know you're looking for him. He kind of furrows his eyebrows. He says, but but you're standing right here near the ship, so what do you mean you wouldn't go near it? You're near it right now. Well, nearer than this. It's not our ship. Why would we get any closer? Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, Folks like you, they, they appreciate a good ship, right? Your people, your 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 ones, your well, people, your yes, folks. But I can appreciate it from this distance just fine. Hmm. I've never met a cowardly Lutrinian. <laughs> I'm oh, not. I'm not the kind that goes meddling in other people's affairs. Oh, 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 oh! Oh, pardon me. I I didn't realize I said that out loud. I'm so sorry. Uh, p- pardon, pardon me. Um, I uh. Okay, well, I guess um, if you just give him a message for me, would you please? Uh, since you obviously know him, I'm I'm gathering, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, tell him Brittlespoon's looking for him, and he better contact me before he leaves. Okay. Will do. Excellent. Where, I owe him where a drink. Where are you staying? I will be staying at the Swimming Sword Tavern as well. Okay, that will make it easier for him to find you. Excellent. Excellent. Come on, Boone. And he elbows the halfling next to him and he turns. And as they get about five steps away, he turns and he says, oh, yes. And one last thing. Um, this is a little bit of a, 
uh, private family matter. So please don't mention to anyone that I've that I've contacted him. Uh, he'll be embarrassed, you see, and uh, and I don't really want to embarrass him as as uncouth as I may seem to you right now. I'm I'm not actually. I I just would I would like to um, just speak to him before he leaves town. I think we can arrange that. Excellent. And then he sort of gets a very serious look on his face and he turns on his heel and he walks in the other direction. I kind of look up at Emran for a second, wait for them to keep walking away and then just grab my copper wire and go, <laughs> hey, Axley, do you know a brittle spoon? <laughs> oh, God. So she's sending a message to you, Axley. With her. Where am I right now? What's going on when this happens? <laughs> you're 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 yeah. you're at the point where you're shoving the stuff from the from the chest into the into the bag of holding. Okay, and I hear that. Do I know brittle spoon? Yeah, you know brittle spoon. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> uh, I don't know where you heard that name, but that's no no name I want to hear, especially right now. <laughs> Um, I'll send another message going really well. Dahmer Brittlespoon says he's looking for you and nearly went up onto that ship looking for you. Oh, he's just trouble, but I don't have time to deal with his kind of trouble right now. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Marcel. Oh, trouble you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Marcel uh, and Emmerin, can you roll me a perception check, please? Ooh, not for one. Um, perception. 17. Uh, Marcel notices that as Brittle Spoon was being loud and boisterously talking, the person that was on the deck on the top part of the ship came to the side to look to see what was going on. Do I note it? Do I see him clearly? Um... Like Probably clear enough. Um, roll like roll a history him. check for me. Oh boy. Uh, history is uh, 15. Uh, he is very reminiscent of the first mate of the ship that attacked your ship, but there's something different about him. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to turn to Emrin as if I just like glances in, the, in his direction. Look at Emrin. It's like, well, we should we should head on back. I think we've done enough discussing. I think that's wise. And right about that time, oh, you God. hear a very loud sound, uh, like a steam whistle. <laughs> And then you hear conk, and you hear the sound of what sounds like something large and metal hitting something wooden. Just thump, but with a kind of a clang. Uh, and actually, as you pulled the lever that's on the far left, <laughs> the contraption that you're sitting in 
noticeably changes. It lifts up. And Konos, I need a dexterity saving throw from you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> what did I do? Uh, 18. Okay. Uh, Konos falls out of the way because that little voice in the back of his mind that was saying, this is probably not a safe place to stand, falls out of the way as five legs from each side come out of this bottom of this giant metal barrel and they just go thunk. <laughs> and at the same time as that two bars come out of the front and then they descend about halfway out and then uh, you see that there is a a joint there and so they sort of bend in and then they come out the rest and then you hear a couple of popping sounds and the front of those two pieces transform into these enormous metal claw-like shapes. And now, actually, after you hear the sound of the steam engine sort of... Uh, you hear something bubbling behind you. And if you look, if, if you if you look back, you just you see you can't really see what's back there, but obviously there's some kind of some kind of power source of some sort that is now powering this thing. And you also hear the sound of footsteps. Oh, fun's <laughs> over. That had to happen. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Do I see the person that was up top, like turning around and going to figure out what the fuck is going on in his hold? Yeah, basically, he says, "What the?" and turns and go and runs away from the side of the ship. You know, you don't know where he went, but he went. He went away. <laughs> yes, we're not leaving. <laughs> Lord. So we are. <laughs> uh, Konos, what are you doing? Uh, do I hear the the, the fall of the footsteps? You hear that? footsteps. They're not on your on your level of the ship yet, but you obviously obviously someone else heard this. Uh, I just I we I pull I think to actually I think someone heard this. I think we got to go. Time I to think go. So. <laughs> what do <laughs> I do? I. <laughs> So what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll push the second lever. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you pull the second lever. Yeah. A, a big window area in the front slides away, and you now see a piece of glass in the middle so you can see out the front. What do I see out the front? Yeah. Because before you were fully encased, and now two pieces of metal have slid, one that was on the inside and one that was on the outside. And when those two things slid away, the thing that's in the middle is like a glass porthole. You probably see me waving my yeah. No more. No, Let's you're go. invisible, Konos. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I was going to hear you ramp. Okay, I'll hit the third lever. Oh, <laughs> oh, Again, I think stop. Somebody's coming. Two shutters uh, on each side open up and sort of they sort of move out and they almost uh as you move the lever they sort of move back and forth as you as almost like little fins <laughs> so uh, how many levers have i moved and how many are there there are, there are 10 yeah. i think you've got i think if you've pushed four so far yeah three or four okay. you like one. The, uh, going straight down the line yeah. so where is konos 
Uh, okay, at this point, I am trying to climb in the thing. If the door is still open, I'm going to try to pull them out. Okay, so like, you're like on the you're on the top of it. Yeah, or okay. wherever the, the hat. Uh, is. As you're sort of pu- trying to sort of climb over and reach in, so where you could see him and try to pull him out, you yeah. see the two claws in the front. One of them yeah. goes snap, ah! snap, and they they go out in front like they're trying to attack something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm it's cool. Message. Uh, it hits, one of them hits, uh, some of the boxes that were there and knocks some of the boxes over and you see, uh, like seeds and nuts spill all over the floor from the, from the boxes that got toppled. I'd, I'd be sending a message to, um, actually was the last one I was talking to, to actually, uh, going, the, the guy that was up top is heading in your direction. I don't know what's going on in there, but you better get out soon. I'm still keeping an eye out for anybody that looks like they're running towards the ship or like coming back. Mm-hmm. So, what are you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw the next one. <laughs> Have I made it in yet? Uh, yeah, you're you're sort of on the top, and you're you were reaching in, but as you're reaching in to try to maybe make him stop and come out, the thing starts walking forward, <laughs> oh, no. and you you go into it, you fall into the middle oh, of it. God, <laughs> okay, nice. you're you're along for the ride now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> then, get, then get us out of here. <laughs> I, I'm Try the next one. <laughs> I'm uh, to go forward. <laughs> when you when you pull the seventh lever, whether you pull it up or down makes it go left or right. Oh, nice! So if okay. you go to the left, you end up hitting some more of the boxes, uh-huh. and possibly the mast. Okay. The mast. <laughs> yeah, this How thing is huge. He is now. I mean, it's like it's huge, and it's got five legs on each side and okay. it's got big claws in the front and he's sort of moving bad. left to right. <laughs> does it silly question? Does it look like it might fit up the stairs in its current state? It will not fit up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm grabbing my, come on. We, we, it's playtime's over. We got to go. Well, so there are three more levers in the top row and then there's five levers down below that you have not touched yet. Actually, <laughs> all right. I think we need. Let's try a bottom lever. <laughs> okay. Uh, which one? One through uh, five. Five. Okay. Uh, you pull that one down. Nothing happens. Okay. Our left then. Okay. Uh, when you press that, you hear um, the sound of like a great fire, like fire swirling. <laughs> you know, like. And the ship lifts off the ground just a little bit. You feel it floating. Oh. What well, we're lever in? Now, is that mm-hmm. lever now fully down? Like it's no, really... you 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 just moved it down a little bit. A little bit. Okay, I'm gonna do more. I mean, I mean, sorry. No, that lever's all the way down. Oh, that lever's all the way. Down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The I'll try the next one then. See if I can okay. get it to move. Uh, it goes. Well, how are you taking cranking it all the way? No, I'm slow. Just, just to okay. gauge what it does. Uh, as you pull it down, the ship goes higher and bumps oh, up nice. against the top of the... 
hold. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> um, I want to try to position it so we're <laughs> underneath the door, the giant door. Okay, so yeah, there's so there's five levers down below. The first one turned on the engine. Uh-huh. The next one Is makes up, you go up and down. Yeah. And so there's three more that you could probably figure out. Yeah, will make you go. And see if I can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, At this point, I'm just thinking, in, okay, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so, trying to stop at this point. Konos is going to reach up and close the top hatch. Is that if what I'm can, hearing? If, if, I, if, I can, if I can try it, sure. I mean, I, okay. I, mean I, don't know how this, I don't know how this works or if it's a, a switch that does it or, or not. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to pull the hatch shut. Um, it'll, it'll shut. Okay. Um, and you hear it snap. And then you hear... And your ears pop a little bit. Oh, oh, to just like pressurize her? Yeah. Uh, Marcel and Immerin, as you're standing outside, you hear, all of a sudden, you hear a bunch of people exclaim. And one of them says, my babies, my babies. And then you see, mm. and you hear a rumble. And you see rising out of the middle of the ship and grabbing onto lines and shredding things as it goes. <laughs> you see this metal can that is humongous just lift and lift. And it's got like debris on top of it where it sort of partially ripped through part of the wood and the, the grates that were in the hold. And it lifts up, and you suddenly see all of these people on the top of the deck going, what the hell? And they're trying to, like, throw grappling hooks uh, around it. Axley, what are you doing? I want to do the one that moves it forward now. I want to try to take it over the side of the ship. Okay, so you're going to go over the side into the water or into yeah. onto the dock? Okay, you're going to go into the water? Yeah. All right, so you can get it over there, but you're still floating. You're going to turn that part off? Yeah. Uh, Marcel and Emmerin, you see the thing float to the other side and it kind of turns and then it just drops out of sight. And as you're looking at it, you see the two halflings out of the corner of your eye. They have come back out on the dock. (laughs) And the one, the one that was talking to you says, I think I know where Axley is. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to go. I think I understand what they were talking about with Axley now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so it seems like their attempt to like uh, harpoon or just like rope this thing down is not working at all. Right. Yeah. Nope. Okay. It's gone. And it's already gone. Emerin, I think we should get that. <laughs> we should too. And I'm just going to start walking back towards the tavern. (laughs) Uh, I I was going to suggest going to our ship because if that is Konos and Axley, they might, you know, at least have the brains to get that thing towards our ship. (laughs) I mean, actually, that would be a terrible idea. But anyways, maybe we should go back to the ship. Yeah, I guess that's fine. We'll go back to the ship. Konos, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I actually was going to suggest piloting this thing back to the ship if we could, or at least near our ship, because I have no idea how we would get it 
onto our mm-hmm. ship without being seen. Yeah, I was gonna just I was just gonna try to get as far away as I can. <laughs> You're driving. <laughs> to run. You're driving. To run. I mean, I mean, I mean, you you have you have backed the Ferrari out of the back of the That's garage right. at this point. So, I mean, we, so, I mean, we, we are Ferris Bueller-ing this all. Right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're launching it over the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to D and D, everybody. <laughs> uh, so you're going to go out towards towards the mouth of the bay, and you're going to you're going to yeah. try to go away. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so, all right, uh, Konos, what are you doing? Am I under the water? You're, yeah, it went it went totally submerged, and it went down a hundred feet. And it still moves fine underwater. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, we- I. I would I would have, have as actually to well I guess I will drop invisibility at this point because there's not much point. You just see Konos just absolutely like sheet white at this point, white as a ghost. Like what have we done? Um, and then I'll say like if you can like message message uh, Emma and Marcel and tell them you know, like, tell them where we're going with this thing. I think by now you're out of range of that. Oh, okay. Uh, I think what we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna take it yeah out towards towards the bay, out oh. of the deep bay, and then I want to turn back and I want to circle around because I want to take it like out of sight around the island to find sure. a spot that we can like park it. Hide it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And then hike back to the ship uh, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's gonna probably take you at least an hour. Okay. To do that minimum. And while you're doing that, you can sort of figure out how to drive the regular controls yeah, of the thing. Out. Yeah. I'm not going to mess with any of the levers I haven't tried yet. Okay. <laughs> just, okay. I'm just going to steer it. All right. <laughs> while he's while he's driving us out to a hiding spot, can I short rest to regain my spell slots? So it's it's really uh it's it's really dark, actually. So you might have to play with some levers to get some light. Some light. Okay. Yeah. Or go closer to closer to the surface. Um, well, it's dark outside, so oh, going close to the surface okay. wouldn't help you. Okay. Um, so you can, if you if you just uh, mess with a few more of those levers, you find that lever number eight causes a couple of uh, strange eye-like tentacle things to come out and turn on and shed bright light, bright light in a thirty-foot radius in front of the item. <laughs> Cool. Little eye well, I definitely want to stay deep enough that, like, no one will be able to see a big patch of light <laughs> moving across the water. Okay. Just under the water. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Marcel and Emmerin, you went back to the ship. You wait yeah. approximately half hour, which is what you would estimate it would be the time it would take them to get back to the ship. And it, it turns out they must not be coming back to the ship because they're not there. What would you like we to do? We have no idea where they went. Honestly, I think we should keep waiting on the ship. Do we, okay. How much damage did that do to their ship? All of it. <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, you, you, you actually have no way of knowing, but you can see by the amount of debris that was on that thing when it sort of barreled its way out of there, uh, probably some substantial damage and including maybe to one of the masts. And it messed up a ton of the rigging. So they're definitely not going to sneak away in the night, which is what you expected they would probably do. They're right. definitely not doing that now. 
right? Well, they just got stolen from, and who knows what else they grabbed from the hold. So I think they're going to be out for blood. <laughs> Luckily, they don't know who was taking their weird flying device. Um, should we tell anybody? No. (laughs) (laughs) You break it, you bought it. (laughs) I mean, not not that, like, we were involved, but, like, (laughs) maybe get Olgrat and be like, I think these guys are not going to be very happy. Um. Hmm. Okay. We did so what happened? Y- we well, yes, but and honestly, we- I think at this point, oh, they didn't tell us anything about what they were seeing. Besides, everything is fine. Oh, wait, did they say that that they had seen the the blue goblins? Yeah, the blue goblin. Mm-hmm. Egg go and tell Olgrat that hey, these guys are actually pirates, and um, they might be angry pirates now, which might be a problem for you know the town. Yeah, that's kind of my thought because. The last thing I really want them to do is go rampaging through town and like trying to find people. Yeah. If if they're, you know, your average pirate, they may hold the town ransom in exchange for the things they got stolen. Okay. I think we should tell somebody at least. Yeah, you're probably right. Um hmm. but if they get back to the ship, we need why don't you tell? Here? I'll go get Olgrat and kind of spread word. Okay. Um, last we heard, Olgrat was preparing his soup. He's yeah. probably still at the inn. I would imagine. And that way, even if they do decide to go back to the inn, at least one of us is kind of there, and then you can message me from there. No. No? It's, it's too, too far. far away. Oh, okay. Well, we'll come back if I find them. Okay. Um, can you see the bay from the tavern? Uh, you can see the bay only because you can see the bay from pretty much anywhere in town. That's a high enough elevation and it is, uh-huh. but you can't see real details. I mean, you can see the docks and you could see that there are ships there, but you can't really see details. Cause what I'm going to say <clears> is <throat> I can, if shit starts going down or I see that like the pirates are gearing to attack the village what I can try doing is sending my dancing lights up into the sky. Um, they have 120 feet, so I can send them pretty high up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So if you I'll see four out. lights bobbing in the air, that means stuff's happening. Okay. Okay. Right. So I go back to the tavern. Can can we see the pirate ship from our ship? Maybe um, you're kind of at separate ends of the dock. If I go up on so, the crow's nest from our ship, definitely yes, definitely you can from there because the crow's nest is high enough. Yeah. Okay. So I'll sure. climb up to the crow's nest to keep okay. an eye on what's going on at the other ship. Okay. Did uh, he also just lose Dahmer? Did he just kind of? He was at, well. He was at the. He was obviously watching you, right? Because then when this whole thing went down, he was he was then came out of hiding and right. was like, right. "I found Axley." <laughs> <laughs> um. But I don't. He, you didn't notice that he followed you, no. Okay. So. Okay, I'm going back to the tavern then. Okay. Are you going to try to keep an eye out for him, or are you just going? Um, I'm gonna 
I'm not gonna like look for him, but if I see him, I'm going to steer clear. Okay. Okay. Um, you get back to the tavern, and Taruma is still in the back helping Olgrat uh, cut up that enormous crab for stew, and they've got like five different vats, five different large cauldrons full of stew that's starting uh, to make out of that crab, and they're still cutting and preparing. And when you walk in, when you walk uh, towards the back, you hear them singing, and they're singing like some old dwarven ditty, <laughs> some old dwarven soup-making song. Uh, and then when you walk in, Olgrad looks uh, appropriately embarrassed for singing too loudly. It's pretty obvious also that he's been tipping into the ale this evening while he oh, was God. creating <laughs> the crab stew. <laughs> um, so I just kind of pop my head back. Olgrad, a moment. Uh, well, I'm busy making stew, you see. I can see that, but it's important. Uh, oh, great. What did Ferilla do now? He sort of does this, shakes his hands to get all the crab goo off of them and wipes them on his pants. All right, I'll be there in a second. He okay. comes around, comes out to the door. Um, is there anybody around that would be within earshot? Taruma. Um, can we kind of wander away from Taruma so that she can't hear? Sure. Um, do you want to go outside in the street or up to a room? No, just, just like, maybe like a quiet place, like a corner or an empty place mm. in the tavern. Uh, there's not really one. Okay. Uh, yeah. we'll just... I mean, if you really don't want anybody else to hear this and you suspect that, that, uh, that Dahmer... Brittle spoon is uh, skulking around. Then you definitely you're either going to want to go up to your room or you're going to want to go back in where Taruma is. Okay, I'll just stay where Taruma is then. Okay. Um. Um. So we were. I don't even know where to start. Um, we were on the docks this afternoon, this evening, and. We had reason to believe that one of the ships at your dock is actually a pirate ship. What? A violent pirate ship. Well, why didn't Farilla tell me? I. He didn't know. He didn't have. They forged paperwork. They forged documents. The name on the wait, ship. And wait, wait, wait. How do you know? We've been monitoring the situation. But, but that's my that, job, not yours. Yes, but we didn't want to bother you because you were having such a fun time cutting up your little crab. So, Little? Her, did you see that thing? Emeryn takes a breath. <laughs> steadies herself. We were watching the ship, and someone must have gotten aboard and stolen some things, damaged the ship, I, I don't Wait, know. I don't want to know that part. Okay, but I think it's important because if they... I'm judging by knowing you. I don't want to know that part. We're worried that they might storm the town looking for whatever was stolen. Oh, for the sake of the white lady's beard. You have got to be kidding me. What did you steal? I didn't steal anything. (laughs) 
I, I don't know, but there was a, a, a large contraption that flew out of the deck and caused a lot of damage. <coughs> his eyes <laughs> his eyes go really big and he says, a what? Did what? It, it was like a huge metal, almost like a barrel, but it had like legs and it was it shot up out of the deck. Legs? Could you just come down to the docks with us? <sighs> Oh, no. Taruma, what did you put in my ale? Fine, fine. Meet me at the dock watch office. Let me clean up here and I'll be down there in five minutes. Okay, hurry. I spin on my heels. (laughs) Hands on my temples like, what is happening? (laughs) I'm actually... At this point, I am actually going to go back to Farilla. Was that it? Yeah, the, he's at the dock watch. Yeah, Farilla, and tell him what's happening as well. And just kind of wait for Olgrat. Okay, so you walk in, and as you walk up to the door, you see that there is a human in there talking to Farilla and yelling at him and pointing at the table and telling him, this is a travesty of justice, we've done nothing wrong, there is no reason why we should get raided, and th- this is unbelievable that you would send your dock officers to come and see what was in the hold of our ship. I can't believe that you did this. I demand recompense. You are going to have to pay me for everything that was taken off of my ship, including my experiment. <clears throat> they both turn to look at you. And Frilla says, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very sorry, sir. I, um, I, I, and he's like, he's doing this with papers. He's like picking them up and he doesn't really know where to look. And he says, well, I'm, now, 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 which ship, which ship, which ship uh, were you on again? What, what was this happening? And he says, the tight, ty- uh, the, the, the swan tail. We were on the swan tail. That's our ship down there. And he points sort of down towards that dock. Imarin. <laughs> kind of cross-armed at the door, but just listening at this point. Now I want you to get your boss down here right this second and sign some paperwork to make sure that we get repaid for all of this damage. I can't believe that this was allowed to happen at this dock while we were docked here. This is supposed to be one of the safest docks on the eastern portion. The guy's really red-faced. What does he look like? He is a human male with a very bushy beard, and he's bald on top, and he has an eye patch on, and he's wearing a very clean uh, white tunic with a uh, sort of maroon vest over it and some nice fine silk pants. He's wearing uh, some the type of clothing that you would expect from, say, um, a very rich merchant or mm-hmm. a, a noble person or maybe a higher up in a church. I don't like this situation at all. Uh, and a few minutes later, you hear Olgret walking down the dock. Mm, I'm going to go stop Olgret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you going to do that? <laughs> 
I'm not going to like stop him, but I'm going to go kind of intercept and take him to the ship instead of taking him to the office because I don't want I don't want human knowing that we know that they're pirates. Okay. So you run out the door to go intercept yeah, Old I run Rat. out the door. Okay. And I go intercept Old Rat. Saying what? The damage is this way, and I hook my arm through him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to give me a strength check with oh, it geez. with advantage? Okay. Because he's a li- he's a little tipsy. Okay. Um, just a straight up strength check. Yes. Um, twelve. Okay. Uh, you spin. You manage to spin him around, but he doesn't walk with you. So you sort of, you sort of hook your arm in his, and you spin him around, and you kind of take a step, and then you kind of fall back a little bit. Uh, you don't fall over, but you kind of almost lose your balance because he doesn't move. He just turns. Yeah. What? What is this? What's what's happening now? I'm almost to the office. I told you to meet me in there. Um. There's. Um, I don't think we should go in there right now. There's, I think one of the pirates is in there, and I don't want them to know just yet that we know that they're pirates until we get some more uh, authority on our side. I still haven't heard your proof that they're pirates. Marcel was on the ship. Um, Marcel was on their pirate ship? Uh, Marcel is a pirate? No, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't Emma, this is Nina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, think think for a minute and we'll go back to Axley and Konos. Yeah, okay, that's great. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of oh. you uh, travel through here. Axley works on uh, trying to learn how to drive this contraption. Um, you and know, Konos, the, uh, the events that just transpired... I think they have completely failed to teach me the very valuable lesson that I shouldn't push strange buttons. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Um, and it invokes the other thought I have, which is if it follows us home, can we keep it? <laughs> I thought you were driving the thing. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> now the question is, where do we put this thing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, are we able to see? Are we able to see anything like either underwater or otherwise, like anything that might make a decent hiding spot? Because I mean, I, my, my an idea I've got is you know, we we find a place to stash this, and I could try to like swim back to the ship myself yeah. and to let, let them you know, know. Use, you let them know you know say hey come bring the ship here and we'll pick this and uh, we'll pick up something. Good idea, <laughs> and uh, I think I remember um, in all the haste. Uh, I heard something about Brittle Spoon, uh, uh, which, is a, which is a daunting name from my past. I do not want to run into that individual if I can help it. So maybe I, yeah, maybe I should just hide out with this thing until we can get this to get out of here. It seems like we, I think we damaged that ship pretty good. Maybe this is a time to get well that gets good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We just scuttle off of wherever we can take this thing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, would I know the would I know the area enough locally to know like a, a potential safe hiding spot for this thing? Uh, like a small island, a little ways off the. Yeah. So what, how about the... roll me roll me an investigation check with advantage, and the DC's very low. It's only a ten. Okay. Uh, that's uh, first rolls a twenty-one. Okay. 
So second roll is not better. Yeah. Um, yeah, you 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 have a really good memory of the underwater topography in this area, and you can find a little underwater sort of um, overhang where you could probably park it under that and let it sit there until you came to pick it up. Okay. The question is, is Axley going to stay in it or come with you? I want to stay in it. <laughs> I don't want to run into Brittlespoon or anyone <laughs> okay. who might be coming looking for it. Okay. Then, yeah, I'll just yeah, I'll pop the hatch as quickly as I can so as not to flood the thing. Um, and then I will... Well, you'll have to go up to the surface. Okay. Yeah, to pop the hatch. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then how far how far of a swim is it back to back to the dock and back to our ship? What's your swim speed? Uh, thirty feet. Yeah. Um, I mean, you traveled in it for about an hour. Okay. So, and it it doesn't move that fast though. So probably it'll take you maybe an hour and a half to get back. Okay. You're pretty rested because okay. you said you took a short rest while you were traveling, right? Yeah, if I was able so, to do that. Yeah. So, spell slots. So, so I'll st- I'll stay in this thing for you know the night, and if I don't, if if you if you're not back by the dawn, then I'll find a way mm-hmm. to like try to hide it and come looking for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and if if it abs- if absolutely if it, if worse comes to worse, and as much as I hate to ditch this thing and have nothing to show for this, we may it may the safest course may just be to abandon it and just get yourself out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this thing's going to be recognizable a mile away. <laughs> so uh, the other question is, um, Konos, when you swim back, are you taking all the goodies or are you leaving them in the thing? I am. I would like to take the, the yes, I would like to take the goodies. Okay. Don't get recognized because they're going to be looking for those. Yep. Are you taking all of them or are you leaving Axley's goodies with Axley? Do you want to take your stuff too, or leave it leave it with you? I think we we'll just leave everything here that we don't really specific, specifically need. Okay. That way we can hopefully you know, come back to this thing and it's all secure because they're going to be on the lookout. They're going to be scouring the island for those items. And yeah, I'll just take the, take the stuff I got because okay. um, one of the, at least one of those items is a gift for somebody else. Uh, and I'm we'll start swimming. You know, full surface. I'll pop out and I'll start swimming back to the docks. Okay. All right. Um, my best. Tell her we stole their supply of canned halfling. Okay, Emmerin. Actually, Marcel. What's Marcel doing? You're Marcel. You're in the crow's nest, and you actually can see. You see Emmerin go into the dock watch office, and then you see Emmerin come out of the dock watch office and try to turn Olgrad around. And then you see that Olgrat doesn't move and they're standing there talking. You also see that on the ship, they are, there is a, uh, there is a conversation going on, on, on the ship pretty obviously with someone who is in charge and someone who has in your estimation, some arcane ability because they have gone around and started to do things like cast mending on some small areas of the ship, and you notice it immediately, and you know exactly what they're doing. Um, but you notice they're not fixing the big stuff. At least, not yet. They're, they're, and they're, they're obviously having a conversation about things. 
uh, and then there are other crew members running around uh, trying to um, clean up things and store things and obviously there's a lot of activity on there that was not evident at all when you guys were standing next to the ship what races are the people that are running around on the ship um the the wizard person or what you're presuming is a wizard who is casting uh, something like a mending spell that person is human um with no evidence of any crab appendages at all the person they're talking to is that first mate person that you saw earlier who also doesn't appear to have uh, any crab appendages and the captain that you recognize very well as having crab hands. Um, and the other people are, some of them are human, some of them are halflings, you see maybe a gnome, you see a couple of uh individuals running around who look like they might be those blue-skinned goblin people, but um, they are quickly hushed and sent under so that they're not out uh, within sight. Okay. It's more like they're trying to repair the damage than prepare for attacking the village. It looks like it. Okay. Um, I'll keep an eye on that then. Um, I would, I think... Um, we would have asked if anyone on the ship spotted Konos or actually approaching either by water or docks to let me know. Okay. But other than that, I'm going to keep an eye on what they're doing, especially with the captain and the first mate. Okay. Um, and kind of switching between that and seeing what's going on with Emerin and uh, the dock master. Okay. Emerin, you're up. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just going to mostly just explain what I know from Marcel's story um, and tell him that, you know, Marcel's ship was attacked by a ship very similar to this one. Um, we don't think that the name on the ship and the name that they've given to you is the correct name. And they've hidden a lot of the detail of the ship to keep it unrecognizable. That's his eyebrows, his eyebrows go up at that. He says, they falsely registered a ship? Well, that's against the law. They can't falsely register a ship. That's what gets them. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but they've covered up a lot of the details, so I would double check with that. Um, but I would, if you are, if we're planning on going to the ship, A, I want to come with you. B, I think we should have more backup because I don't think these people are friendly. Why don't we go back to the office? Okay. I let go well, he's, he's asking you for a reason why. You want him to go to the ship. Why don't you? Oh, oh. If, they, if they falsified the records, then I'll need to look at that first. I mean, I think, I think that's fine, but I just, I don't want these people to start attacking if we are accusing them of being pirates. If they know that we know, and they're pretending to be a merchant ship, or whatnot, then if they figure it out that we know they might become hostile is mostly my concern. I just don't want anybody getting hurt. All right. Well, let's go to the ship then. And he starts walking okay. down the dock towards the ship. Can I see Marcel from here if I look up to our... Uh, yeah, sure. I'm Probably. just going to... Even if I don't see them, I'm just going to kind of motion... Okay. And tell them to come down. 
to the ship? With me and Olgrat. Oh, so, so you and Olgat to wait? Because he's already walking off, so you'll have to tell him to wait. I'm not going to make him even more mad. I'm just going to wave down and keep <laughs> walking with him. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's walking. Try to keep my hand on my mace and one hand on my... Head. He gets about halfway to the ship and then he stops and says, Wait! Turn towards me! I turn towards him? He, he says... Bend down, bend down. You're too tall. <laughs> I, I crouch down. Okay. He he puts his palm on your forehead like this, and he says, "I hereby deputize you as a dock watch officer, a Trastenfin, <laughs> by the powers vested in me by the dock watch. You are now my deputy. Is that understood? Understood." All right, let's go. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> if I saw Emerin motioning, I'd be, like, shimmering down and uh, okay. get, making my way there as fast as, like, my short legs can. Okay. Take me. Uh, roll me a perception check. Okay. Uh you're you're basically you're going as fast as you can and you're you're hopping off the ship onto the dock and turning mm-hmm. towards them when you see Imran bend down and you see what looks like <laughs> Olgrat hit her, like smack her in the forehead like I could have had a V eight style. Uh but then she sort of nods and then they just turn and walk. <laughs> and you're you're running to catch up. <laughs> he says, oh, So tell me. What do you think, Deputy? What do you think we should... How should we approach this? How can I get them to admit they registered the ship erroneously? Um, order them to uncover anything that is hiding the ship, light it up, make it visible. And then what if they get mad and attack us? Uh, I kind of glance behind me. Do I see Marcel? Yeah, you see Marcel running <laughs> as fast as possible. <laughs> um, I kind of shrug and I say, we'll fight him off. No, no, that's not appropriate. We have to find a way to get them to admit it, or at least back down and agree to leave without actually raising a stink in town. The mayor won't look kindly on a merchant ship trying to say that we stole from them. Marcel has... A first witness account of their acts. And they might recognize them. So if we can... He, st- he stops when you say that and he turns. And he says, Which one's Marcel again? And he's looking. And he sees Marcel running. That one. <laughs> well. Here's the thing. If we accuse them of piracy, we have to take all of the militia in so that we can arrest them, and then have a trial. If we just decline to help them pay for the damages, we can tell them they have 24 hours to leave the dock, because they have erroneously and willfully registered the ship under a false name. That is a crime, and we can make them leave. Have I gotten there? Yeah, you hear that as you're running up. Okay. 
So like out of breath, I was like, to tell you when they bring in a ship, all their cargo, correct? Yeah, they're supposed to register it, yes. Okay, so what if they didn't? Do, do, and then it got stolen, but haven't registered the things that were stolen. Well, if they... Wait, what? What got stolen wasn't registered? That's... <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so if well, they're telling you it got stolen from, but the things they're saying that were stolen are not in the registry, then are you really liable for it? No. If they falsified the records. So all they have to, so they would have to prove that, you know, there's a problem there with the, the, the things. So even, even if we don't mention anything about pirates, they've falsified the name of the ship and also failed to properly identify what was on their hold. All right. Well, hold on. And he sort of, he says, don't move. And he sort of slaps Marcel in the forehead. <laughs> he says, you're deputized now by the powers vested in me, by the militia, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you are now a, a deputy guard watch. Cool. And he actually says the blah, 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 blah part. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> He's a little tipsy still. <laughs> Come with me. He says, we're not going to get on their ship. We're going to call the captain down and make him come to the office, okay? Probably won't recognize me. Nah, we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, he already well, knows you? Well, he did sink the merchant ship I worked for and left me for dead, so... Oh, well, that's... They didn't put that on their registration. On the ship, so maybe he didn't. I mean, hmm. I'm just a latrinian as far as he's concerned, probably. Hmm. All right. Well, let's find out. He he goes to the dock. He says, "Just stand slightly behind me and don't say a word." Okay. Got it. Oh, and uh, draw draw your weapons. <laughs> okay. Marissa, so he... are you okay with letting them go? I kind of thought the whole point of this was to make sure that they're not on the seas anymore. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, he he yells up to the uh, up the gangplank to have the captain come down. <laughs> Can I and, use thaumaturgy to amplify his voice? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He he booms out and he says, oh, and he stops halfway and he tries to speak quieter, but your thaumaturgy makes it still boom out. He says, oh, I don't, don't know what's happening. And uh, the, they, they say, wait a minute, they'll send the captain. And uh, a good 10 minutes goes by before the captain In the comes 10 out. 10 minutes, I think we'd point out, like, look, see where the, the name of the ship should be? You know how they've got it? Okay, so you show them that. Okay. And like whatever's covering like the front of the ship to cover the yeah, okay the, the bow sprit and the mm -hmm. okay um I he's have my mace out. he's he's nodding um when the captain comes down Marcel you noticed immediately he has human hands but it's still the captain Magic. it's still the same captain person and he's not wearing the same thing he was wearing when he was aboard. 
when you were watching him from the crow's nest, he was kind of wearing his like you know regular. I don't, I hate to say it like this, but his pirate uniform, right? His his kind of work, you know, and he's on the ship and he's a pirate. He's wearing like his pirate, you know, with the insignia and everything. Now he's wearing more like what Imran saw in the in the dock watch office. Very, very nice clothing, uh, very white, clean, sort of fine tunic with a, a dark maroon vest over it. No insignia. Um a, uh, a a nice pair of of pantaloons or trousers that are made of the finest material, you know, and very nice, like brand new boots. You can see, um, and he is uh, he is um, you know he still has kind of he's got kind of a beard, but he's more it's more groomed, uh, and he comes down. Uh, before he gets to, I'm going to cast detect magic. Okay. Oh. Meanwhile, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Ulgrat and let him know I, I I am absolutely certain they have magic users on board, uh, so that's something to be careful. Of. He nods. Um, okay, detect magic. What's the range? Thirty feet. You when you ca- you cast this spell and. You notice uh, for the first time that um, the you know some of the um, some of the hatches on the sides of the ship are now open where they weren't they weren't before, uh, and um, basically you see a strong magical aura around every hatch that's open. You see an aura around. The, the captain you see an aura around his he he has a he has a um uh he's got like a a rapier type sword on his okay. belt and you see that uh you see there's an aura coming out of something sort of tucked in his vest you can't tell what it is and let's see here's cuz it says you're supposed to learn the school so um the school, uh, the the aura around the captain is an abjuration aura. And abjuration spells uh, are protective in nature, um, usually. You see that the the thing that's in his his vest has evocation aura on it, and his boots have a transmutation aura, and the. Uh, the auras coming out of the that are emanating sort of out of the ship. There's a mixture of multiple different types of aura on there. The strongest is protective, but um, that's not all that's there. Uh, mostly of note is no enchantment or illusion on the captain, so he has not magically caused an illusion to make him appear different. At least from your from your initial thoughts about it, but definitely he has things on him that are possibly dangerous and magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to try to pass that information to Marcel somehow? No. Okay. Um, anything else while he's coming down the gangplank? Kind of look out to see if we see our friends anywhere. <laughs> um. Uh, please roll me a perception check. 
That's uh where is it? Seven. A seven? Yeah. Marcel, can you roll me a perception check as well? Imran, you don't see um your friends, but you do see the head of Dahmer Brittlespoon peeking around the corner of five. A four. A, a four, okay. <laughs> um yeah. Uh I'm trying my best to not be, look remarkable. Okay. Not hiding, just Yeah. Yeah. Imran, as you glanced around to see if you saw Konos and Axley, you did not see Konos and Axley, but you do see sort of brittle spoon peeking around and obviously interested in what's going on. I pointedly glare at him for a second and then turn back. <laughs> He's scanning around and he finally realizes that you're looking at him and his eyes get big for a second and then he ducks back <laughs> behind whatever he's hiding behind. Uh, Axley, as you're in the um, the machine, are you doing anything while you're waiting? Now Konos has, has gone and now it's been uh, it's been a while. I'm going I'm to take the time to examine the items that we got. Okay. Okay. So when you say examine, you're just going to look at them? Are you going to try to uh, figure out if they are magical? I mean... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do it inside the thing. I guess if I'm on a little island, I'm going to open the hatch and go out and just kind of go a little ways from the thing. Shut the thing and then go a little ways from it. But... That's why I first just examined things because I didn't really get a good description. I mean, a sword is a sword. There's not much to say about that. Other than yeah. maybe I take time to examine it more closely and look for any writing or, or any additional artistic markings. But like the discs with the writing on them, I, all the things that were in the little chest, those were all kind of strange. Because there's a difference between just sort of looking at it and trying to figure out trying what, it. what I'm not, it does. I'm not, I'm not gonna yeah. read it. I'm not going to read anything out loud. I'm not going to... <laughs> uh, try to activate anything <laughs> without knowing what it does. <laughs> Learned that lesson, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Two times see. in one day, I can push my luck. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the magic item's appearance, handling the item is enough to give the character a sense that something is extraordinary about it. It's not automatic to discover its properties. Um, if you attune, you form a bond. Without becoming attuned to an item that requires attunement, you gain only the non-magical benefits, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you have to spend a short rest focused on only that item while being in physical contact with it. So I, I can tell you the basic properties. Uh, okay. If you then decide to spend a little more time on any individual item, I can then we can deal with that as we do it. Uh, so which item would you like to look at first? Um, I'll check out the mace first. The mace, okay. Yeah. Um, the mace has a, a sunburst pattern on the head of the mace, mm -hmm. and it's a relatively small mace. The handle of it is made of, it looks like gold inlay, so it's made of like silver with little uh, channels etched in it, and that's covered in gold. And then at the top, there's a sunburst pattern, and then there's uh, three wavy lines. And those three wavy lines uh, you recognize as the symbol of Straben, who is the god of the sea. And other than that, I mean, it just it's it's weighted very nicely. It handles really nice in your hand, but you know you're not an expert with a mace or anything. But uh, it feels like a very nice quality 
piece of equipment. Um, it definitely has some kind of magical property. You could just tell by handling it for a while, but you, you're not sure what it is. Okay, that's good enough for me. Can I wander around the little island? Is there, can I find any wildflowers? Yeah, you also realize that your armor is of a magical nature. Um, it's shrunk to fit. <laughs> yeah, it's shrunk to fit. So you knew right away that it was magical in that way. But also, you noticed when you were trying to extract yourself from the machine and then close it up and kind of hide it and then walk, you know, swim a little bit to the island, you noticed that uh, swimming was very easy for you um and uh and and this armor didn't seem to drag you down at all and in fact this armor is very easy to swim in so uh, mechanically speaking that means that you have gained a swim speed equal to your walking speed so you can now swim underwater uh in this armor and when you're underwater in the armor, you when you look down, you see that the armor, it goes from looking like it's like just basic studded leather to it looks like all the studs are like barnacles and seashells. And it looks blue to you when it's underwater rather than the brownish color of it when it's out of the water. Um, what was the other thing that you... Let's see, you took the sword with the rope knot symbol, yeah. and then you took the round iron things. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the sword is um, – let's see, what could you learn about this? It's also obviously magical. Um you can't really, you can't tell what it does. It feels really good in your hand, though. Almost like it wants to stay in your hand. In fact, when you put it in its hilt and you try to let go of it, it's almost like it doesn't want you to let go of it. You can, it does, but it feels like it doesn't want you to. Hmm. And the, um, the weird sort of circular thing... Um, Parts of it look a little rusty. It's uh, it's about four inches in diameter, and it weighs about a pound. And uh, when you stare at it long enough, you notice that the symbols that are written on it, they they actually, if you stare at them long enough, the symbols actually spell out a phrase. And the phrase phrase is a sort of corny phrase. It says, "Cage me if you can." And when you're not looking directly at it, it kind of the the symbols kind of go back to their kind of squirrely, weird, odd shaped things. But if you look, if you sort of hold it in both hands and you look at it, it sort of resolves. It's almost like looking at one of those, you know, those uh those hidden images things where if they're oh, if they're <laughs> yeah if they're not if they're if they're at the right distance, you like see something different. It's kind of like yeah. that where if you if you look at it just at the right thing, you 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 read the phrase "cage me if you can," and then when you're not looking at it at the right distance or the in the right lighting, it just sort of looks like you know pretty symbols written on it. Does that kind of it be? Is it indicative that that's maybe like a trigger phrase, like it needs to be spoken to activate it or something? Yeah, I mean that's what you would that's what you would probably assume for something that's so obviously magical. It it is obviously magical to you, like you feel that it's magical. 
Okay, well, I'm not going to activate it right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was the stuff in the in the chest inside the barrel thing. Ah, yes. Okay. Um, let's get back to that. First, let's go to Imran and Marcel. And the captain is walking down the gangplank, and Mar- uh, sorry, Imran has just cast de- de- Detect Magic. And now what are you doing? You going to say anything? <laughs> kind of letting Olgrat take the lead. <laughs> okay. Olgrat says, Captain, we have some business to attend to at the station. And the captain, the captain sort of stops and he straightens his tunic. And he says, well, I've already sent my agent down to the Dockwatch station to take care of this matter. I'm not sure what more help I could be. I am needed back on my ship, which has been damaged. I must say, Olgrat, that it is a possibility that we will be asking you to help repair the damage. Whether that's in monetary gain, or whether that is with the shipwright guild that I know you have in town, well, that is what will have to happen, I'm afraid. Uh, Right now, we are assessing the damage, and it looks pretty bad. As you know, I am a merchant, and as a merchant, my business hinges on being able to move in and out of ports smoothly and easily without damage, and without losing part of my stock. Now I've lost part of my stock. My business will definitely take a hit, and unfortunately, I don't think that my family will be very happy about that. So... I'm sure you'll be hearing more about this later. But for now, I suggest you go back to the Dock Watch office and deal with this situation with my agent. Olgrat just sort of sits there. And you can see him. You can see the red start coming. His He's getting redder and redder, and you could sort of see it growing from... Because you're behind him, so you could see it growing for his neck. You see his ears get bright red. And he says, now listen here, Captain. If I request that the captain of the ship comes to the dock watch office, then I expect the captain of the ship to come to the dock watch office. Is that clear? Emran just kind of like brandishes the mace a little. <laughs> the captain says, now, now, Olgrat. It appears that you are... A little testy this evening, so I will I will be patient with you, as is needed with your kind. I will follow you. I will meet you at the Dock Watch office in ten minutes. Let me finish my affairs here. Would you like me to bring anyone with me? Nolgrat says, no. But I expect to see you there in five minutes. And he turns. And he starts walking away. And he gets about five steps away and he stops and he looks at you and he says, Are you coming? (laughs) Yep. He turns and keeps walking. Before he turns, I'm going to say, I I will escort the captain back to the dock watch once he's finished with his business. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Olgrat stops and looks at you and looks at Marcel and says, Well, why don't you both wait here then? I'll see you there. And he turns and he walks back. Spin back to the captain. 
Ah, you misunderstand. I, I'm afraid you are under the impression that I need help finding the Dark Watch station, but I've been there several times before. There's no need to escort me, trust me. It's quite all right. You can go ahead and go on and, and do your regular tasks. Since there are thieves about, I don't think it's very wise of you to wander back to the Dark Watch alone. Oh. Oh, there are thieves about, you say? You knew you about say. this before? I'm just reiterating what you've already told us. Hmm. I see. Well, huh. That's very interesting. Give me a couple of minutes. I will be back down with my man. And he turns and he walks back up the gangplank. <laughs> Emmerin gives Marcel, like, the widest eyed look. Just like, what <laughs> is going on? Konos. Yeah. <laughs> right about now, you are swimming into the bay, and you see that there is a lot of activity out on that end of the ship, of the dock where that, where that ship was. And you right. see that your ship doesn't look like there's very much going on at all okay can i see either emerin or marcel by anywhere on the docks at this point uh not from where you are because you're swimming in so okay you're then pretty low I, to the water then yeah i would keep heading back for our ship okay and once i'm there you know we'll look for marcel and emerin okay uh you don't see them um but if you search around for a few minutes just looking for them Eventually, it's going to reach the point where you're on the deck and you see them walking along the dock with someone behind them. And behind that person is another person. Okay. So as uh, after a few minutes go by, a couple minutes go by, the captain comes back down and following him is a younger human man. And he has, like, he's got, like, a folder kind of thing uh, that he's carrying. And you could see that he's got, like, a pencil behind his ear, and he's, you know, he's following. And the captain says, all right, lead the way. Okay. Um, mm, you, so, would... you, so you don't see that part. That, that's to Imran and Marcel. Okay. Um, By the I time would... you see them, they're actually walking, and those two people are following him. Okay, I will. Boy, do I want to take the stuff we've got with them, with me or not? <laughs> Possession being nine tenths of the law and whatnot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave it. Okay, so I'm going to take this the stuff we found, like or whatever okay. my quarters be on the ship, and then I will uh, try to make my way, you know, towards uh, Marcel and everyone on the docks. You're going to leave it on the ship. <sighs> I'll keep Marcel's sword, but I'll leave the rest. Okay. Are you, how are you carrying it? Is it in a bag, or you have it on your waist, or hidden, or what's your... Can I, like, try to hide it in my coat? You can hide it behind the flaps of your coat or whatever, sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, so when the captain comes down and he's got his scribe behind him, are you, are Marcel and Imran okay with that? Yeah, we'll escort them both. Okay. So I'll... Um... I'm not going to push it anymore. I'm just going to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't you still have Detect Magic up? Yeah. Because uh, it lasts minutes, yeah. for a while. Yeah. Do I sense anything on the sky? Not on the scribe, no. Okay. And he's he looks like a pretty normal guy. Just. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. Young human male. So. 
I give him a pointed look as well, but continue on. He does not make eye contact with you. Okay. He's just busy, like, making sure he's got his little parchment pad of paper and (gasps) his pencil and, yeah. This is going to be tough to crack. (laughs) Okay. So you get back to you get back to the dock watch station. Is Konos going to come out and be obvious, or are you going to hide? Let's try to stay out of sight for now. Okay. As I try, I'll, I'll try to follow them back, but I'll try to like stay out of sight for a little bit. Okay. Uh, you see them all go into the dock watch office. Okay. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait like thirty to sixty seconds, and then I'll then I'll make my way out. Okay. Um, so Imran and Marcel, when you enter the dock watch office, the the person who was in there yelling at um, the assistant Farilla, he is sitting in a chair, and Farilla is kind of standing next to him and not saying anything, and Olgrat is behind the counter, looking at a bunch of paperwork, and then you open the door, and you go in, and um, and the captain follows you in, and his scribe follows. And he says, All right, let's get this settled. I think we have the number of the damages that were done. And he sort of looks pointedly back at his at his scribe, and the scribe kind of fumbles around, and he pulls one single piece of parchment out of his, out of his little package. And he says, Here it is. And the captain takes it and sort of, you know, he sort of does this. <clears throat> All right. By our reckoning, there was at least 3,000 gold pieces worth of goods stolen from our ship last night. On your watch. Now, when we come in here and we sign in, we are signing in to a place that is protected by a dock watch. That's why we pay the fee that we do. And all of a sudden... Our ship gets robbed, and that is not right. And so, therefore, you should pay, based on our contract, the way that I read it, 80% of the losses. And Olgrat sort of just turns his head and stares for a minute. He says, well, why don't you tell me the real name of your ship? And the captain pauses and says, our ship is the Swantail. You've known this since we docked this morning. And Olgrat says, Well, my deputy Imarin says that your ship is not actually named the Swan Tail. Imarin? We have reason to believe that you forged these documents, and you are hiding the real identity of your ship, which, as we all know, is against the law. And therefore, we do not have to pay for your damages. We will ask you to leave within 24 hours. What is your what is your evidence of this, young deputy? I am so nervous right now, my friend. <laughs> you have clearly hidden parts of your ship to conceal its identity. To confirm that my theory is correct, we would ask you to reveal the script on the side of your ship that reveals the name and to uncover the any portions that are covered. We would like to see the dock of the ship or the, the deck of the ship. Um, we would just like to 
be able to see and recognize the ship. You're telling me that you want me to repair my ship before you agree to help me pay for the repairs? That's ridiculous. No, we're just asking you to show us the damage. He turns to Marcel. He says, you were just down there. You already saw the damage. Why must we show you the damage again? You've seen it. I invited Olgrat onto the ship, and he declined. And now here we are at the office looking at paperwork. The damage to your ship was on the ship. We just want to know why you have covered the name of your ship and the... um, What is your name? Figurehead. The figurehead. What, What is your name? My name's Duran. He snaps his fingers at his scribe, and his scribe takes, writes down. Well, Duran. Hmm. Hmm. All right, when would you all like a tour of the damage? I kind of peek at Olgrat as soon as possible. What does the tour of the damage have to do with uncovering the name of your ship? Well, you're, if you're going to want us to uncover the name of the ship, you're going to have to tour the entire ship and see all the damage as well. Perhaps you would like to make an estimate of how much money Olgrat and his crew will have to pay to get my ship fixed. I look at Olgrat and I was like, well, I suppose a tour of the ship will also make sure that they have appropriately written down everything that they have in their cargo. Hmm. Now you're accusing me of falsifying what I had on the ship in the first place? Well, I never. Come first morning light and we'll show you everything. No, 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 right now. So you you have... You were just at the ship and you refused to look. How long has elapsed from the time the rocket took off (laughs) to now? It's been like three hours. Oh, they have time to hide stuff is the issue. (laughs) I just... We had to make sure that your documents here were correct. We just needed to make sure the paperwork was all correct. Now that it's side eye, old Grant does. Did, did they um, say that they had that much gold worth of items uh, on board? I don't know if we have that documentation because didn't Farilla lose something? Yeah, old Grant is going through, but he's not. He's not saying anything at this point. He, you could tell he's pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> He's very upset. Uh, He says, very well. We'll come first thing in the morning. Be ready. When we get there, we're boarding the ship, whether you're ready or not. The captain nods, turns, looks pointedly at his assistant who was in here yelling at Farilla earlier, and then he gets up, and then the, the three of them leave, the scribe trailing behind. Olgrat says, well, Emmerin, Marcel, you've performed better tonight than my assistant. And he glares at Farilla. He says, would you like to be here for the review of the ship tomorrow? I'm going to spend all night looking for the paperwork. I doubt you'll find it. Farilla, did anybody come in here? Uh, you you were here, remember? I do remember. You had already lost it by then. Oh, well, I mean, I, 
I, I, I, I don't know how I lost it. I, I didn't move anything. It's, no. it's, it's, it's not possible. What did you say filled in the paperwork? Well, they, they filled it in as I was standing here. And then they, I check it and sign off and then they leave. And it had cargo listed. And now we don't have a list of their cargo? Right. It's blank. It's blank? Yes. Look. Olgrat hands over the, pa- the paper. <laughs> Wouldn't that just indicate that they signed off on that they had no cargo? And not that it's missing. No, they're they're saying that I falsified the paper. That's what the the second in command here that was sitting here when you got here. That's what he's saying is I falsified. He's blaming me. I looked to Nina. Is there any way to like clear a paper of ink? Oh God. I was wondering if they caused like a minor illusion to make it look like they were writing stuff down. I don't think you even need to do minor illusion. Can't just press the digitation clean ink off a a piece of paper. Konos, what I'm are you doing? Familiar, I'm not familiar <laughs> with it because I don't have that spell. But uh, at, yeah, at this point, I would I, I I would come into the office at this point. I mean, you you were oh. right outside, so you heard the entire exchange. Oh boy! Mm. Wish okay. I could have made wish I could have made some kind of dramatic entrance then, because um, <laughs> I because you 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 were cutting out from when you were I guess telling me that. So I oh, sorry. Sorry. When so, would you have come in? Before they left, or during their time there? I mean, I would have, I would have wanted to come in to show Marcel the sword and say, "Is this it?" While they were there? No. Oh, okay. Well, they just, they just left. So yeah, I mean, this would have been your first time to do that I, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, at this point, I don't want to tip our tip my hand or tip our hand or anything that we were actually on their ship. But we do have some evidence. Assuming this is this is it. So, for the record, Prestidigitation says this spell is a minor magical trick that novice spellcasters use for practice. You create one of the following magical effects. One of them is you can make a color, small mark, or symbol appear on an object or surface for an hour. The other one is you can instantaneously clean or soil an object no larger than one cubic foot. So I suppose if you technically designated the writing on a piece of paper as soiling it, you could clean it off if you were that good at that particular spell. If you wanted to use that spell. Great. So every basic magic user essentially has the ability to completely like forge a signature. <laughs> I mean, awesome. that's, but I'm just answering the question that was asked. Yeah. That's what Marcel asked Imran. And that would be Imran's estimation that suppose someone who's really, really skilled might be able to do it. That's generally not what people use that spell for, but it might be possible. Is my detect magic still up? No, it's been too long. I'm going to cast it again. Okay. Uh, so, Konos, you come in and do what? Uh, I would... Yeah, so I, I would I would go to Marcel and say, we we found this on their ship, and I'll show you the sword. I said, is this the one that you had that was taken from you? Uh, or that your captain had? Is it? Right around that time, Olgrat says, what, are you crazy? And he goes around and he starts closing all the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> he says, don't, don't 
pull something like that out while they're still down the road, you know, and he's... Oh, sorry. Uh, it definitely is. I nod. So, that belonged to the captain of my ship, who was taken down by pirates in a ship that looked very much like the one that they have, by a captain that looked very much like the one we just spoke to. I'll ask Algren, would this be enough evidence to accuse them successfully of piracy? Well, yes, but where did you get the sword? Does it matter? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In their ship. Oh, God. <laughs> what else did they have in there? They, well, they they had uh, they had some really interesting decorating tastes, I'll tell you that. Um, same type of same type of uh, carvings and inscriptions that were carved on the ship we now possess. And as well as some odd blue-shaped sacks with goblin eggs or baby goblins being grown in them or hanging in them. I don't know how to describe that. This sounds like one bad fever dream. It really does. <laughs> it, if it's, we weren't all on the same page, we would not be... <laughs> Yo, oh, no, 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 no. Um, I'm, I'm sure I saw you. Crazy took person. off the robe with the eyes. You yes. Know, like, oh, yeah, no, that's. Oh, yeah. Did I, you take I that off? Everything else I took is back in my cabin. Olgrat says, wait, you're telling me that ship that you took this sword off of had that eye symbol that you told me about? Everywhere. Adrian symbol was on the deck. It's carved on it was on the decks, it was carved into some of the doors. When Imarin says that, Farilla says, What what did you just say? Uh, you said the house of Adrum? Wait, 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 let let me see. And he goes and he runs to the counter and he looks at the paperwork. He says, Look Look at the captain's name. Is it Adrum? The captain's name is Selverant Adrum. Or Selverant of the House Adrum. Did we have this before and just not catch it? I think we did. I think we had the name Selverant. You had Selverant. The Farilla, when you asked him what the captain's name was, he just said Selverant. He didn't tell you the whole thing. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we didn't get, I don't think we got Adrum from that. We didn't get Adrum. That well, would have been easier. Defy not the House of Adrum. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Do they have any weapons on board? Yes. Uh, five, uh, a full, slab, a Ol- full slate of ballistas. Olgrat says, Olgrat says, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. But you two are no longer my deputies. <laughs> well, <laughs> crap. Get out. You're fired. <laughs> you, you need to go. You need to take your ship and go. It's not safe for you here. But is it safe for you? I've got the whole town behind me. We can yeah, we can mire them in paperwork. We can mire them in paperwork. It's fine. They won't come after me. I have the the I have the the mayor's ear. They won't come after me. You Don't worry about the town. Dealing with people who are 
pirates. If you if you stay, they'll find you. He's right, you know. We should probably get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, he asked your name. He wrote down your name, Marcel. Yeah. He only has my last name. I couldn't think of something quicker. <laughs> I should have used my cousin's name, honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says, I don't want to hear any more. Just said bitter spoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a Lutrinian name. <laughs> I was raised by Catholic parents. <laughs> uh, he, he says, I don't want to know any more. I can't know anymore. Well, I don't want to tell you anymore. Can we leave? It's yeah. Nighttime. Are we? Yeah. Could are? But you're saying that the, there's there won't be any problem with you or the doc the doc watch with us if we were to go now or first thing in the morning. Gather your crew and go now. We need okay. to get distance out as far as possible. I'll whisper to Amory. Also, we need to pick up Axley. <laughs> 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 Um, he's in many pieces so we'll we'll end there uh, in terms of the game uh, portion God. unless there's anything else that you want to say to Olgrat before you vacate Trast and Finn oh well I was I have my detect magic up is there anything in here that I can sense like a residual effect of them like erasing or residual effect of them no but there's all kinds of magical stuff in this building <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You remember that back room? There's like all kinds of aura coming out of that back room. Good. (laughs) May it help them in whatever comes Also, also that sword that... uh, Oh, I'm sure that lit up. Yeah, that lit up. Christmas tree. (laughs) Okay. So, okay, so let's talk about... Let's talk about this stuff that you got, because Axley asked about that stuff, and then let's talk about the other stuff. So here, here's the stuff that you that you got, the um, the machine that that actually drove out of the. If you out of uh, driving, yeah, I'd call it more of an apparatus myself. Uh, it's it is a modified apparatus of Qualish. Um, so Matt knew what it was. That's uh, in the DMG on page one fifty one. Um, it's larger and works a little bit differently than a regular one. Um, and just for FYI, actually got out and went to uh, the island that was nearby. But the thing has about uh, ten hours of air divided by the number of people in it. So, um, in the chest was a small. There were two two bags of holding, and then a small uh, bag filled with something. A small leather bag filled with something. Um, and let me see if Axley has to do something to figure out what that is. Um, oh, this is something that Axley has seen before. This is what's called a bag of beans. So there are, uh... I got magic beans? Yes, magic beans. (laughs) Um, I figured he'd like that. I'm going to trade them for a cow. (laughs) Put them in a stew. (laughs) (laughs) um there are there are nine large bean-shaped objects in the bag 
um, and you have you have seen these used before because halflings like to use this sort of thing uh, for pranks and whatnot. But you've seen this type, which are slightly larger and a little more powerful. Um, and basically, uh, each uh, each of the beans. Uh, first, if you dump out the bag's contents onto the ground, they explode in a ten foot radius. <laughs> Um, each, each creature will take fire damage if they don't, uh, if they fail to save, um, and anything that's in that, within that radius will catch on fire. So basically they're explosive beans. However, if you take one bean and you plant it and you water it until it starts to grow, uh, about a minute after it starts to grow, it will, uh, produce some effect and what effect it produces has a wide range of possibilities from uh, causing a bulette to come out of the ground to causing a treant to sprout and take root to causing eggs to appear to causing pink toads to come out of the ground things like that so from the funny to the fabulous to the fearful there are lots of things that could happen with that bag it of beans. Sounds dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How long does it take to water them? Like, uh, it, it's it's just a couple of minutes. If you water it and then it starts to grow, as soon as it starts to sprout, it will then all of a sudden have this big effect. One of them, one of them says a pyramid with a 60-foot square base bursts upward. Inside is a sarcophagus containing a mummy ward. Yeah. So, so we, could, we could grow our own <laughs> yeah. dungeon if we wanted yeah. to. <laughs> so you're so you, you have uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um so there's that. Uh then there is a uh, one inside that chest also was a small box filled with jewelry. Um and the jewelry that was in that box was uh some very sort of generic jewelry, like uh, a couple of brooches with sapphires in them, three necklaces with rubies in them, an anklet, uh, things like that. And then there was um, a necklace that had these other large sort of beads on them, and you could tell that that was a magical item. And... um, you're not quite sure exactly uh, what that will do, but you know that it's magical and you need to figure out what it does before you sort of play around with it. You get the sense it's not quite as fun as the bag of beans. <laughs> um, the belt that was in the chest, it has a humongous belt buckle on it, and on the belt buckle is a scene etched in metal of some hills and trees and a couple of very large figures standing on the hills and trees and you get the sense that that belt is magical the chime that you found the small chime the the sort of wind chime thing it almost seems like a tuning fork you played around with it and you learned that it is a chime of opening oh nice and then there was a smaller box oh there was a cube shaped item in there that I told you was covered with uh, sigils. Um, It's actually missing some pieces. You can tell that it has some some chunks uh, missing from it. I will describe it to you. It is about three inches square, and it radiates energy, and you could tell that it's magical without even having to put any kind of... um, 
effort into it whatsoever. And each side, all except one of the sides, each side has an interesting arcane symbol on it. And they are symbols that you recognize are often associated with the different plateaus. So one of them is a symbol that is usually used to denote the green plateau. One of them is used to denote the dark plateau, and one of them is used to denote the common plateau. And uh, one of them is not a complete, the side is not complete. It's had pieces taken out of it. Uh, so it's inactive. Is the blue plateau? Probably, because there's not a complete side with the blue plateau on it. Mm. So, uh, And then in the small chest, there is a small bowl that has waves etched onto it. Um, and it looks like it had fluid in it at one time, does not have fluid in it anymore. You're not sure what that is, but you're pretty sure that somebody wouldn't just have a bowl for their dog or something, that it's probably magical. So you're going to have to figure out what that is okay. uh, a little bit later. There's also another small, there was a small box in there, and it has 12 candles in it. The candles are red. They're tapered candles, so they're wider at the base, and they taper to a point at the end. And they um, they have the eyeball symbol that you've been oh. etched all over them. And so the candles are red, and then it's sort of etched in, and then in black is the eyeball. And at the base of the eyeball is at the base of the candle is the symbol of the eyeball that you first saw with just the sort of spikes on it. And then above that in the next row, slightly up higher on the candle is the eyeball symbol, but with the stems extended, like the second picture I showed you. And then the third level, it has that as well, but it looks like there's almost a pattern etched into the stems that come off. There's like a black and white, uh, pattern difference in shading so it has different sim has the same eye symbol but it's slightly different it's modified as it goes up there's 12 of those candles and you're quite sure they are magical but you're also quite sure you don't want to light one of them when you're by yourself yeah I don't know exactly and then we talked about the sword that you had we talked about your armor the mace and the circular iron thing so I think that's everything for Axley. And then Konos picked up that sword that that uh, Marcel's captain had. That thing's magical. Marcel now has that. And let's see, is there anything you know about this? Yeah. Uh, Marcel, if Marcel wants to know what that does, they will have to attune to that item. Um Konos also picked up a javelin with a lightning bolt etched onto it. Mm -hmm. That is, quite literally, a lightning javelin. Um, and then that eye robe that you have is actually a lesser robe of eyes. And then the trident. Yeah, this I would want to attune to. Yeah. For sure. So if you attune to this... I'm going to have to send you the information because it is not directly out of the book. It's modified. Okay. So I will send you that over email. Um, okay. But when you attune to this item, it takes on the exact hue that your coral has in it. And there is a spot 
where the trident blades come out of the haft of the trident. Mm -hmm. After you attune, there's now a spot there that your coral piece exactly fits into. Okay. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah, just affix it or insert it into that. So it It melds seamlessly. Ooh. On the other hand, you can take it out if you want to, but it, when, when it's put in there, no one else can even see any kind of dividing line between those things. Okay. And when you all get over to Axley to pick him up and you open up the apparatus and uh, you start to discuss how the heck you're going to get this thing onto your ship and where you're going to put it, you notice that 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 sword that Axley had seen and, the, and that Konos had seen in the armory that, that looked a little bit kind of weird and it, it had the skull on the handle, it's now sitting in the apparatus. Oh. I don't like that. Mm. That's not good. We got a hitchhiker. <laughs> mm, might want to wait to identify that one before trying to do anything. I'd want to identify all of this stuff. For oh, sure. yes, but I mean, before trying to attune to it to know what it does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Look what we found. <laughs> so uh, let's talk. I know we're, we're running up next to the end of the game, and we didn't really do a debrief this time, but I do want to do a little bit of a debrief because um, let's talk about what, what you think about tonight's session and then where you want to go after this. Okay. That was a really good session. Yeah, I, I mean, I have always wanted to f- come across an aperture <laughs> yeah. of the crab in the game. Thank you so much for making my. I'm like, I, I'm like, I know what this is, but I'm trying so hard not to give it away. And, and, I'm, and I'm failing miserably, I'm sure. And, and I will be honest. Like, part of me was like, yeah, I would. We totally be doing what I actually doing and playing around, pushing buttons. And the other part is like, I don't want to get caught. I was. That was a part of like. I'm what it, there was a part when I was going to say I'm Eldritch blasting the control panel to get you out of here. <laughs> okay, okay, people are coming. Let's go. Oh, 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 it's moving now. Okay. Well. Okay. Here we go now. We'll see where that. We'll see uh, where this happens. Where this leaves us. So yeah. Wow. Um, I I am shocked that we one we pulled that off and two there were we did set off like fifty alarms on everything we touched. <laughs> Heist of the century. <laughs> yeah. That we know of. The halfling job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they were trying to keep a low profile, right? So all of them were on orders to not be on deck. They they had one, you know, they had one guy on deck because they figured nobody's going to mess with them. But then... Then we showed up. It didn't count on a psychotic <laughs> halfling and see <laughs> um, But uh, so, having said that, now where would you like to go after this? As far away from this this uh, island as possible for our own safety. I think. I mean, we're definitely going to uh, Cal Calport. Cal- yeah. Cal- Calport. Yep. Okay. We're definitely better off now as well better equipped. You realize that going to Calport is not necessarily going as far away from them as we can. Right. Yeah. True, but it's putting some distance. It's, at least. it's some mm-hmm. distance. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, logically speaking, probably not because we told people we were going to Calport. So if they wanted to look for us, they know Emerin's name. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, where's Emerin going? Oh, Calport. Okay. But Emerin's going to go there anyways because that's where her mom is. So it, it doesn't fair. matter in her mind. And honestly, in terms of Marcel, it's kind of the same deal. It's like these guys know we stole their shit or are going to <laughs> put two and two together eventually. Yeah, they'll figure they're it gonna out. A- they're going to come after us. If we're going to Calport and they are actually the House of Adrim or know of the House of Adrim, so no Calport, they will absolutely chase us down. Marcel's kind of okay with that because they still want to take down these guys. And while they may not be ready now to like take on a pirate ship, well, now we have a bunch of magic items and who knows what we'll, we'll learn on the way to Calport. So hopefully when the pirates catch up, we're ready to, you know, wreck. or at least or at least defend ourselves yeah Yeah, like he they're they're not they're not that disappointed by the fact that oh they know my name so they might you know Mm -hmm. hunt me down that's fine let them (laughs) (laughs) old grass kind of got our back in this too so he's gonna try and keep them away for as long as he can to let us get some distance so hopefully by the time they catch up we're gone we're out of calport yeah. yeah, I'm impressed. You know, I, I was kind of thought he was a huge pain in the ass. Now he's just kind of like a moderate pain in the ass. <laughs> no, he's, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once I'm you really guys smoke, get poisoned with that crab stew. <laughs> right? Yeah, boy. Oh, I mean. Once you guys smoked uh, his pipe weed, he was okay with you. You know. <laughs> um, that whole like trying to moderate and trying to play lawyer was killing me <laughs> that is like opposite of my personality and i'm just like go away please i don't want anything to do with this but that's not emran's personality and it got yeah. a little complicated there <laughs> i mean so here's here's here, this is actually one of the things that that i needed to talk about was you know as the dm i could have had olgrat take care of it he could have had you know a fight yeah. with this guy or whatever but wh- that's not fun Right, <laughs> like I like having the DM just sit and have an argument amongst two NPCs isn't. I mean, you could do that a little bit, like I did, where he talked to him on the yeah. gangplank or whatever. But mm-hmm. like in a, in a scene, taking away the opportunity for you know the players to really get involved with what's actually happening and make decisions about how this is going to go, that does that's having having just the DM you know talk. You know, watching NPCs talk amongst themselves is not fun. You know, right. so that's why I did that. As much as I knew it put you on the spot, and and no, maybe know. you know, maybe some audience member might say, "Oh, Olgrat wouldn't do that. He's the boss. He would say, like, here's what we're doing." But you know, he was distracted looking for the paperwork, and he was like, "Oh crap! Right. How are we going to do this?" So it kind of makes sense in the story, but really more for the game, it makes sense to let you yeah. guys take the lead and let you guys mm-hmm. do it because. You know, me just making the decision doesn't really do much for the game. Yeah. And we I knew it was coming after more, he... Yeah, we kind of knew more of the situation than Olgrat, so it does make sense that he'd let us kind yeah. of take mm-hmm. the lead and see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you said something really bad that put that put your foot in your mouth, he could have jumped in and said, wait, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, but he, And he was listening, but he didn't need to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know. That's why I was sort of debating, like, do I do I want to drop the evidence right and pull out the evidence? Like, here's mm-hmm. the sword, 
you know, here they're pirates. Look at this. this they had this on the right. ship. Then that said, okay, that proves that I was on their ship too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want. I really don't want to implicate myself with them being right here. I Konos is probably happy to just get off. You know, get off this island and get on with what we're what we were planning to doing with 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 his life at this point. Because right. I will. I will. I was. <laughs> I was dreading the whole you know rogue aspect, like the whole stealth aspect of this mm-hmm. of this. The first because I'm like every time I try to do a stealth mission in D D, it just goes horribly wrong, <laughs> like right out of the gate. So well, this I, was I, no I, different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know. I'm the type of DM where I try to make it so that no matter what happens, it can be fun, you know? So even if it had gone totally wrong and you completely botched, you know, if you rolled natural ones on your, you know, on your, on your, on everything, on, on your stealth checks and everything, even though you're invisible, you might make a lot of noise or whatever. It's still got to be fun, right? Like the, the whole point is to make it fun. So hopefully I, you know, I, I'd like to think I would have, I would have been able to do something to mediate those effects and make those, you know, even if this went horribly wrong, right from the very beginning, uh, you know, you wouldn't just be captured and thrown into the brig or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I got to, we got to play with an aperture of the crab. I, you could have hung, <laughs> you could have hung me from a yard arm and I would have died happy. So, and Columbus would have died happy. So, <laughs> at that point. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I um so any last thoughts what what do you think oh I I also need so you're going to Calport basically is what you're telling me yeah you're yes. going to go directly to Calport from here okay After picking up the apparatus yeah yeah <laughs> okay yeah I mean I'm assuming that you pick up Axley and figure out how to get the apparatus you know into the ship yeah. um you know we it has it, with a large it has crab. I'm sure we can do it with a yeah Yeah, i mean uh, so that's the thing right like it does have a limited flight capacity but um you know it also caused a lot of damage to the other ships so (laughs) you know we have we have the crane for getting shit on the ship so we can use that to pull it up yeah without using the yeah apparatus itself yeah you'll also have to check it out and make sure it's not damaged and stuff the, the apparatus itself so because oh, yeah. you did you did do quite a bit of damage to the other ship so i mean it, it it did fine and you weren't in any danger when you were fleeing but who knows right who knows what's going to happen so um and then you'll make your way to calport okay yeah, and, and when you guys arrive on a little island, so I, I will walk up with a flourish. Milady and hand Emerin a bouquet of wildflowers with a mace in the middle of it. <laughs> nice. And I'll, and I'll spend whatever time I can to attuna to the, the other magic stuff I've attuna. got. Attuna. Yep. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, as you are, uh, I'll leave with this little this little uh, t- tickling teaser here. As you are, you're loading. Uh, you you reunite with Axley. You're loading the apparatus into the ship, uh, and you go to close it up and and seal it and everything and and make it take up the smallest amount of space, make the legs retract and all that stuff. And Axley finds a panel, and when he opens that panel inside there are some buttons that he had not seen before and there's also a small box and when he opens the box it is filled with four rods and a ring so five buttons and inside the box is four rods and a ring and there you go so that's like like, what do you mean like a ring you put on your finger and rods you wield or 
Yeah, like a, mm-hmm. like a ring you put on your finger, uh, and it has the symbol of waves on it. Mm-hmm. And then the rods are about, uh, they're like three inches long, and they're probably an inch in diameter. But they each have a little button on them that you're presuming you could press to activate it. Oh, okay. Well, we definitely don't want to do that until we have the space to experiment. <laughs> now you're conscious. <laughs> Yeah. Now we're on your sh- we're on our ship. Yeah, right? yeah. Now we can break our stuff. That's when the, that's when you back yeah. off a little bit. Now we be a little more careful. Breaking other people's stuff, I'm I'm totally okay with. <laughs> four rods, four rods with buttons, five buttons in the. So what you found was a panel, like a control panel, and you okay. took it off, and you saw a little box in there, and the box had the rods and the ring in it, and then behind the box are five buttons. So apparently this apparatus also has other controls that you have not yet. Hidden hidden controls. Yes. Oh, Weapon man. controls. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why, like I don't know why I'm here. Door that opens up under the stick shift. <laughs> I don't know why I'm suddenly hearing the Voltron theme going through my head right now. <laughs> I'm sure that's totally coincidental. As long as I don't have to think in Russian to activate the weapons control. <laughs> well, you you notice that the face of the buttons have the same little carvings on them that that cube has. You know, the cube that had a carving for each plateau. Oh, oh. God. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> really bad. Mm. That can be real bad. When <laughs> you say plateau symbol, it's like that's like fire, water, earth, air. Is that what you mean? Um, well, that so the, it's not happen. really, it's more like a, it's an arcane sigil, but that arcane sigil, when it's written into magical writings or into official documents, that arcane sigil represents the different plateaus. So there's one for the common plateau, there's one for the green plateau, there's one for the blue plateau, there's one for the dark plateau, there's one, there's two there that you don't recognize because you don't know about the other plateaus. Hmm. Well, that's, that's mysterious. <laughs> well, that'll be- I dubbed this strange contraption the curiosity. Yes. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> the like curiosity. Okay. All right. Well, thanks everyone for watching if you're watching or listening if you're listening on the podcast version. And um, everyone say goodbye and good night. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.